If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. They used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. What up, what up? It's Realist Podcast 7. We back. It's your boy C. Diddy. I don't know what the fuck going on. Big Dan's here. I'm here. The hookah's here. And uh, we are chilling, man. We're here uh, at the Fantasy Factory getting these episodes in on a holiday. Forgot it was a holiday today. It's a holiday. Uh, Columbus Day. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, Columbus Day. It's the anniversary of uh, when a white nigga showed up to some shit that was already rolling. Yeah. Planted his flag, gave fuck everybody disease. <laughs> gave everybody a disease. You know what I'm saying? And uh, just kept it pushing. Got a holiday named after him. Colonialism, oh, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Y'all planting shit? <laughs> oh, shit. So you mean to tell me it's like a whole, like, community here? Right. whole civilization here? Like, what? Only Christopher Fouet acknowledges Wallace. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. You remember when that became the most annoying caption on Instagram? I mean, anything, Jay-Z. Every club is that. Oh, my <laughs> God. We went a good... When did Jay say that? That was uh, Oceans. Yes. On uh, Magna Carta. So it's yeah. around, around. That was a bad album, 14, too, by the way. Uh, 14. Magna Carta was good until track five. It was good in the moment. No, the first couple of tracks was all that. <laughs> and then it just fell Picasso, off. Picasso, baby, was my yeah. shit. Fuck with me, you know I got it. That was at work. Yeah. I hated Time Forward, though. Yo, I still don't. But Oceans was that shit. I still don't understand to this day. To this day. <laughs> I still don't understand the whole premise behind Time Forward. Anybody got to check just to say it. It was called Tom Ford. Because, because the, pro- the problem with the premise of Tom Ford is that Future pops Molly and rocks Tom Ford. So, sure. so that just blows your whole little theory up right there. Game two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't get it. Cool line, though, I think. Maybe. Fuck with me, you know I got it. Picasso, baby, and Oceans was all that. Yeah, fuck with me, you know I got it as like all-time great Jay-Z yeah. I, I personally think Rick Ross should have won an Emmy. Should have won an EGOT. Yeah, <laughs> for, for that shit. That was excellent. Yeah, he he got busy, man. Uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, um, y'all just saw the Money Lovers trailer. Um, Money Lovers is a romantic crime thriller focusing on cryptocurrency thieves. So we're doing some new millennium thievery in these movies. You know okay. what I mean? Um, in this film by Kyrie Terrell, you'll see a ruthless female hacker and a savvy detective go head-to-head only to fall in love and have to choose money or love. Um, stars include Tiffany D. McLeod, Francisco Joseph, Marco Rosario, Melissa Mahal, Sheik, Mickey G. Hewitt, R- Richard Porter Nunez, and Kyrie Terrell himself. Get your tickets today for the premiere at moneylovers.eventbrite.com. That's moneylovers.eventbrite.com. That, uh, the premieres are going on... Uh, 1027 to 1028. So we got two days of premieres for local here for the Philly audience before it goes to Tubi. Make sure y'all get y'all tickets to that. That's moneylovers.eventbrite.com, moneylovers.eventbrite.com. And uh, again, for those of you watching on YouTube, if y'all missed the initial trailer, we'll be showing it to you again a little bit later here. But uh, shout out to Kyrie, Focus Films, everybody, Focus Studios, and all everybody from the team over there for constantly rocking with TRPE, for supporting us. For those of you that, you know, been 
longtime watchers, y'all know around this time last year, Kyrie came on the show, gave us the whole breakdown of the indie film game and everything like that, and he's just a big uh, supporter, big fan of TRPE, and he rocking with us. So shout out to him, shout out to Money Lovers, <laughs> the whole crew. Uh, fun fact about this film, they actually filmed part of this uh, movie in my old apartment. Yeah, at the crib or whatever like that. Uh, the main, the downstairs uh, club areas, whatever, a couple other common areas, and did some stuff in my apartment. I think my apartment stuff got scrapped. So I think I lost my producer credit because of oh, that. Man. I don't know. That sucks. We'll see. We'll see on the 27th. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, the same way uh, with the Work Bay premiere, I made sure I bought my tickets, pulled up and all that. I'll be in the building. So make sure y'all come through uh, TRPE Heavy for the Money Lovers premiere. Moneylovers.eventbrite.com. That's moneylovers.eventbrite.com. I love having a partner in this thing. I don't. It's not me by myself because you go to all the functions. Now Social we, shit. Yeah. Now we repping. You know what I'm saying? That's perfect. You know. What I'm Represent saying? the unit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. T uh, unit. T unit. Right. <laughs> hey, how out of out of his mind is Fifty Man for that many men shit? Oh, he's he's insane. Yo, man. And if it's people really on the post like you the goat, bro. <laughs> I'm so inspired. Damn, yeah. this gave me chills. And I'm like, this did not yeah, things I'll tell you earlier, <laughs> I, I'm going to take uh, things that didn't happen for one million, Alex. That's actually today's daily double. Yo, like, <laughs> I don't know what fifth was on with that. It just the o- older people on the Internet is just not. Mm. It makes it a strange place. And it's so weird because we've just gotten to a point now where nobody fact checks anything. No. We just run with whatever. The we don't. Sources, trust me, bro. You feel me on this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sources, was, come on, dog. It's me. That, that was strange. The um, what's been going on this week? Did we do anything? Uh, nothing really particular. It's not a lot going on in news. Um, no, I mean like us. Didn't we do stuff oh, us. this week? Uh, no. <laughs> no, we went out this week, didn't we? Nope. Nope. Yeah, we did. <laughs> went to the game last week. We went to the game. That was Monday. You went to Kevin Hart. I didn't go. Oh yeah, okay, Kevin. That was Friday. Yeah, yeah. you right, and Kev right, right, went. Right, you right. and Kev uh, went to Kevin Hart on Friday. Um, I looked at the photos. I seen everybody's Instagram. Look mixy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look yeah. hella mixy. Hella like, mixy. Hella mixy. Her people's girlfriends was with people's boyfriends. It was like you know what I mean. Like it was a lot going on. Uh. So Spank had a terrible outfit. Spank, what the what are you doing? Spank had a yo, terrible give me, outfit give us on. A spooky John. <laughs> I, we, when, when Spank came out, and I, I fucked I with love Spank. Because let me death. tell y'all, Spank, <laughs> Spank had a terrible Spank, fit Spank, on. Spank been on this show twice, and Spank is our guy. And I and I'm 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 going there. <laughs> Spank set the other night was like, yo, Spank really no, nice. Spank has arrived. Spank, Spank nice. Like I think I'm a funny nigga. Spank really like a funny motherfucker. Like he was at he he was like you don't realize you're a bad parent till you go pick your daughter up from school. He's like I'm thinking I'm doing some cool shit. I mean I'm gonna get my daughter take her out, go have a nice little day today. You know go get some food, chills. Like you know because I'm, I'm a good parent and shit. He's out walking to school. The motherfucking principal was like, oh sure, Mr. Horn, yes. Uh, what homeroom is your daughter in? He's like shit. <laughs> shit. Could you tell us who her teacher is? Ah man. Uh. Y'all asking a lot of fucking questions. Because look, she this tall, she dark skin. <laughs> that nigga said shit. Spank <laughs> was funny as shit. Oh god. But when Spank came out, I I I, I like was like, yo, is Spank? Is it just me or Spank dressed like he about to go to a cookout? Kev was like, yeah, in 2014. <laughs> 
Spank fit was crazy. Yeah, Spank was dressed like a black camp instructor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, I, I wasn't feeling the orange baguettes he had on, the shoes and shit. I thought they was Vans. The leather Vans. The leather Vans. That's what I thought he went with. The it. orange puppies. Yeah, he took it back to the flannels and the uh, Abercrombie and Fitch jeans days. <laughs> <laughs> Like, damn, Those jackets? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know they made jackets in the 38 tall. Yeah, no, I just touched down. I got to run American Eagle real quick for the show. <laughs> Where's American Eagle at? Uh, Montgomeryville Mall. Yeah, Yo, man. it's a Hollister right near where you live, right? I'm yeah, like, past the Chamonix. <laughs> <laughs> got to go mad far to find yeah. a Hollister in 2020. Well, they said it's a joint in Fairless Hills. So you give me a ride out? That shit's right up the street. You know what I'm saying? It's Morrisville, Fairless Hills. Boom, boom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they got a little, a little Italian place over there in Benzale. We got real good hoagies. We get one of them on a the, the comeback. We straight. But no, nah, yeah, Spank's set was all of that. Naeem was funny. Naeem was funny. Um, Joey Wells had a big-ass hat on. I, I know that. That hat was gigantic. It was like... Got on a super future hat? Super future, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was a... Got the rating on. Yeah, what what was future name around that time? Everybody was calling him. Oh, uh, shit. During the DS two era, Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, that was a Pluto. Pluto. Yeah, yeah Pluto. that's exactly what it was. Before Hendrix, he was Pluto. Yeah, that hat was big as fuck. But he was funny. Um, it was it was they they were all the the plastic cup boys were fun. They were really 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 good. And it had, you know, I've been thinking about wanting to do this shit. And it had me like, damn, like, yo, this, they, they, they fucking it up right now. Like, this is admirable. <laughs> Kev came out and hand clapped, yo. <laughs> I'm going there. Kevin Hart, new stand-up. Might be his best job. I told you. It, it might, it low-key. Told you. Did, did he do the, the Mexican nigga with the plane yeah. list? <laughs> hey, yo, dog. dog. <laughs> <laughs> If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ma ba ba. At participating McDonald's. That shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> he said the dogs was looking in the windows. <laughs> the plane. <laughs> dog, dog, dog. It was excellent. And I thought he was going to be a little cheesy with the whole bat because I knew where he was going yeah, with that yeah, yeah. coming out. But it, it was like three minutes in. He just, and even the, the bitches looking like ants. Yeah. That joint was like, it was funny, but it was cheesy, Kevin Hart. But he just flipped this switch and he he's hitting on a, on a level that he, I've never seen him go at, like going at people. That Tyrese shit. Oh my you God. You're going to die together because we fam. <laughs> It was excellent. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was really, 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 really good. And I'm not gonna hold you, dog. I left out that motherfucker like inspired. Like, like it was sixteen thousand motherfuckers in there the other night. You know what I'm saying? Like, it 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 was decent. Yeah. Seeing like we sitting on the floor in the Wells Fargo. Like this is dope as shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sixers be right here. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that part of it, and just seeing the, the juxtaposition in the crowd where you got all the bitches who look like ants 
with their bodies all done the fuck up. <laughs> and then you got white people in jean shorts. And this crowd is half and half. Yeah. Not bullshitting you. I'm talking about white families was pulling up in that mo- it was it was it was a sight to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kev, I mean, Kev coined the term comedic rock star. He's absolutely that because when you go to his shows, the diversity that exists, and, um, you know, you still see people getting dressed up and shit like that to come to his shows, and then, you know, you see the other ethnicities, as, you know, with their toe thong, flip-flops, or whatever the case may be, but uh, for black people, going to go see Kevin Hart is a big fucking deal. Like, oh, yeah, no. Nah. We show up and, like... And, and Kev, shout out our Kev, uh, you know, Harden, like, Kev, he, he, like, like, this is a big fucking deal. Like, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's just like, yeah, like, that's one thing us as Philadelphians at times, we kind of, like, forget. Like, we kind of forget <laughs> that, like, you know, like, they weren't always giving out rap Grammys. And the first one they gave to a nigga from West Philly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we forget that, like, Every every decade has a like superstar of comedy. <clears throat> the seventies had Richard Pryor, the eighties had Eddie Murphy, the nineties had Martin. Like we forget this shit and like Kevin Hart for like the two thousands, if we want to keep it a buck. Yeah. Like I don't know who to put in front of him for the two thousand through two thousand and tens. I don't Yeah. I don't know who to put in front of him. Mike Epps and Cat Williams had a had a John. Steve Harvey had a John, yeah. but Kevin Hart just he got it and just he's that guy for this last fifteen years and just getting better, doing more, doing like like you talked about Mark Wahlberg the other day. These motherfuckers don't sleep at all, and if they don't inspire you or motivate you to like, I sat there just like this nigga really got sixteen thousand people <laughs> in the. Fucking Wells Fargo yeah. Center to hear him and Spank in that outfit tell jokes. <laughs> jokes, my yeah. nigga. Ain't you like not trying to be funny? You know, with the Sixers, you might see a, somebody might break a backboard. Right. You understand? You come here for Barnum and Bailey, nigga. It's gonna be people putting their heads in tigers' mouths and all kinds of crazy. It's four, five niggas up here telling jokes. Yeah, for three hours. And they got this joint rocking and people left satisfied and happy. Hell yeah. Kudos, my nigga. And something I just, you know, I talk, we talk about Kevin Hart a lot on this show just because of, um, you know, again, he's from Philadelphia, but even more so just his metal as a man and how he expresses himself and his appreciation to not only just his audience, but like his contemporaries and stuff like that. And I just think, I just watched his Drink Champs episode a couple of days ago, and uh, I just thought it was awesome how he made it a point to basically like dispel a lot of the like <clears throat> typical tropes associated with like the entertainment industry and comedy and shit like that. And he was basically saying like, yo, people always say like, yo, it, it can only be one black star at a time and this and this and this. And he's like, yo, he made it a point to say me, Dave and Chris Rock are all on tour right now. <clears throat> We're all killing it. We did a, sh- we did shows <clears throat> together in New York city at Madison square garden. Mm-hmm. I gave Chris a fucking goat. Because he's one of the fucking goats. You know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, that whole thing of like, yo, it could only be one. And he's like, it's bullshit. It's like, that shit doesn't even exist no more. Mm -hmm. And I'm creating economies and places and spaces for black people and other people that are deserving of opportunities to thrive and to be able to do stuff through, you know, heartbeat productions and, you know, his live show and just all this different stuff, man. And it's like, that motherfucker is super duper inspiring, just like in general. And like, he's a fucking machine. And there's people like him, Mark Wahlberg, The Rock. These guys are all made of the same stuff. 
And this is the reason why every year it's like, oh, yeah, 110 million, 88 million, 90 million, whatever the case may be, because they don't fucking sleep, yo. Seeing that many people of that many different walks of life, that many creeds, that many just differences come together in that building for them to tell jokes. It was excellent. Yeah. It was just great to see. Thank you, Kev, for that. I thanked Kev. He didn't respond to the text, but, you know, whatever. I, you know what yeah, he, he responds when he wants to. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Got shit going on. But it was very, very good. Um, That was the good. The bad. Okay. Okay. Um, Can I get a spooky button one time? All righty. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> They don't need no popcorn. They don't need no popcorn. <laughs> they, they ain't got to pop no car. They don't need no motherfucking ham, no motherfucking bone shank. <laughs> Nothing, nigga. All we need is some Kevin Hart tequila. <laughs> That's the only thing you could drink in that motherfucker. I asked for a water. She said, you want a water with tequila? <laughs> I don't. Literally. Everywhere in there, the outdoor. The, Kev was like, "Yeah, can I get some uh, Casamigos Reposado?" She was like, "Oh no, we got Kevin Hart Reposado." <laughs> cool, like, got this Cormino Reposado, yeah, whatever nigga. it's called, Mino Lino, yeah. nigga. You couldn't get shit in that motherfucker outside of some Kevin Hart liquor, <laughs> and then it was no food. Like they had like the like the the couple little stands had like popcorn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How the fuck I'm supposed to soak up all this tequila? Dog. <laughs> you know the lounge down that like the, uh, yeah, it's the called s- the Shift Club now or whatever? <sighs> that joint was like just nothing. Like just, Bare bones. Just nothing. Like nothing was down there. <laughs> Where the little cheese and ham table? <laughs> no, I ain't none of that. I ain't none of that. Wrong night, playboy. Playboy. Yeah. You coming Friday, nigga? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna have this whole shit restart yeah, Friday. Like, yeah. it, it, it was nothing in that joint. We left starving. You know what I'm saying? We left starving. <laughs> you know where we went when we left? We went to Wendy's. You know niggas was hungry. Was hungry. <laughs> hungry. <laughs> we went to Wendy's. The parking was $35. That's more than the Sixers game. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Paid a thirty ball to park in the six. The piss six is twenty two. You know what I'm saying? If you come to the right window and shit, I'm like, yo, how is the parking at the Sixers Arena more than the damn Sixers? Kev, get parking. Yeah, got all that shit. Got up charge. Got to got to get them. (laughs) Sixers play forty one of these. Yeah, I got to got to get them while they're getting good. (laughs) Maybe maybe fifty five, including playoffs. I get I get one crack at this. Dog, dog, dog. Like thirty five for parking. You got in that joint. It's like yo, and like, wh- where's the grub at? They don't. They, they don't need they, no hot dogs. They don't need they, no Philly soft pretzels. Kevin Hart is family. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Hart gonna tell these jokes. Yo, you gonna drink some of this Coromingo? Coromingo? Coromino? Coromino? Mino? Gonna drink some of that there? You gonna go ahead? Go, go down to Wendy's. Yeah, get, go on to Xfinity Live. Get open till two a.m. <laughs> Get you a, a five dollar piggy bag. <laughs> Don't fumble the bag. Oh yeah, Oregon Avenue, right on down there, about three miles down. I believe that that there Woodland Village still might be serving food <laughs> I at think three a.m. Twenty four hours. 
I could be wrong. The last time I had a play over there on Woodland <laughs> Avenue, I got some food from the village at 3 a.m. in the morning. Believe it or not, nigga, bought 10 bricks. 1983. Yeah, I got me a 12-piece chicken dinner as soon as I made that damn transaction. <laughs> like, dog, it was no food in that job. That's nuts. Um, so that was definitely the bad. Okay. The ugly. <laughs> Yo, whoa, 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 wait, it gets worse. <laughs> Drinking Coromino, so I'm dying of thirst. You go to these comedy shows, and the comedy, it's, it's just different than what it was in previous years. Absolutely. When you would go to these, these, these comedy functions, you know, in the early 2000s, even the middle 2000s, you know, we weren't at where we at with technology and smartphones. So they've implemented now the new thing of locking your lock phone. Lock bag. Lock bag. They give you a bag, they lock your phone up. And I'm a phone nigga. Right. I like being on my phone. I just like having access to my phone. I put my phone in the... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Bag as, as reluctant as I don't really like doing it, but I'm like, hey, it's two to three hours. Put the phone What's in the What's the worst bag. that can happen? I'm put my phone in the bag. Come in, and you know, like I said, it's all different walks of life. You got white people, you got black people, you got young people, you got old people. I, we were sitting in behind an older couple. They, the man literally, you could see the pouch in his back pocket, and he never gave a fuck. Yeah. I saw a... Young black woman, I'm 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 assuming this chick listens to a lot of Glorilla. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would make the assumption. I'm I sure s- Cardi B is her favorite artist. I saw this bitch bite open her pouch. I seen that. Yeah. She was tugging at it. Me and Lee, like, it's no fucking way. She, <laughs> she popped that joint open. I was like, yo, do my, do my, do my. <laughs> do my <laughs> Oh shit! My teeth ain't that fucking strong. It's <laughs> like two five. Damn! I get ten dollars. Do bite a nigga dick off. <laughs> bite it off. God damn! I saw motherfuckers <sighs> leaving out when they when the, when the shit was in. The motherfuckers leaving because we all had to you know leave. And that yeah. I didn't like leaving at the same time. It's like I mean we didn't realize that the lounge would be popping because we was like it was so dead all through the yeah. dome that after the thing was people actually there. I'm like damn, we'd have chilled there for a little minute. So it's like, you know, you leaving out. Motherfuckers was showing each other footage and shit. Yeah, look at the joint I got right here. You know what I'm <laughs> Just like, that shit is a big deal to people. You know they kicked DJ Envy out of a out of a show before. They almost for put using Meek his, out the other night about that shit. Using his phone. Yeah, they don't fuck around. And I I, I, I guess I understand, but like, <clears throat> it's me. You, 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 you with Kevin Hart before this shit. Right. So it's like, I get coming out and being on your phone. You ain't on no whole shit of being on the weird shit. But them Roman security niggas is not. They, they was told... They some head buses. Yeah. They was told any phone, get them out of there. You know what I'm saying? So they, they was on some shit with him. Like, yo, you taking... Nigga, what you doing? Like, you can't no phone. He's like, man, y'all not taking my fucking phone. Are y'all kidding me right there? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like... They let him rock. And I was just like, damn, I got to drop an album. Because <laughs> anybody... What's my dreams at night? Yeah, anybody else would have been... I got it. I get it. Yeah, that shit start having you having an existential crisis. Anybody like, else would have been the fuck out of there. You know what I'm saying? The um, so Like, yeah. so We Ball really did penetrate culture. Huh? No. I get to, you get to stay in this joke. So the, the, the We Ball... I mean, the We Ball. <laughs> the, um, the phone shit was definitely seeing people like... You know, and even... Uh, 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 
Joey Wells spoke on that shit. He was like, young people, like, fuck, I got my phone up three. I, you know what I'm saying? He's like, and, and, and that's how I know I can do stand up. Cause the, what he said, he didn't make it as funny as like, right. I'm just like, he was like, old people like, Oh, three hours. That ain't about nothing. I'm like, what are you supposed to say is old people like, Oh shit. Hey, what do I gotta turn the phone in? <laughs> right. Like, like you, when you go to court and I'm just like, yeah, yeah that, but that's real. Older people don't give a fuck. Younger motherfuckers was the ones that was like, man, three old hours. Man, this thing's crazy. You know, yeah, because it's like, how am I supposed to do my cloud extraction by telling people I'm at Kevin Hart show if I can't have no phone? And we walking through the zone or whatever. The boy was like, you know, you can open them zones. I was like, how? He was like, you a fishing magnet. I'm like, I don't, I forgot my fishing <laughs> magnet. <laughs> I didn't know this Damn, was bass. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to Bass Pro Shops on the way here. <laughs> I forgot my fishing magnet, bro. Fishing magnet. Yeah, yeah. That, and he he looked crazy. You know what I'm saying? He was of course little, he did. Little um. Little Latino nigga. You know how them, like, Latino stereotypical gangsters looked back in the early 2000s? Yeah. Like, with that little derby. <laughs> Looking real conspicuous. Yeah, one of them little Boston Plain derbies. Boston, <laughs> got a Bossolini on. <laughs> he had one of them for the, um, And also in the ugly, Philadelphians with the cool shit. You know what I'm talking about. Exactly what you're talking about. It, it, it just, like... Like, yeah, who, who who says something? I don't even because I don't y'all. see nobody. I don't see nobody. You know, you, know you see me, but I don't see nobody. I treat this shit like a headshot. <laughs> I don't see nobody around here. And it just it's so crazy to me that that be going on. Cause I saw people, and it's like, why not just speak? Yeah. I literally saw, I told you, I saw Deb. Deb was like, what's up, man? I'm like, what's up, Deb? You know what I'm saying? We don't even follow each other no more. Whatever. <laughs> like, I'm not, we, there's no reason to be strange. Shout out Deb. She hooked us up with that D4M uh, Sloan interview. Yeah, Shout so out I, Deb. I, like, we, like, that, like, people, I don't know if that you, they, they underplay social media <laughs> or overplay social media. That's one of my, I'm, I'm going to make that my y'all weird for the week. Well, I got three y'all weirds this week. <laughs> but it's a busy y'all weird it's week. It's a busy week, man. Y'all, people who be like, I don't even be on the gram like that. That's the fuck you do. <laughs> you don't deep miss, in the gram. You be deep in the gram. <laughs> you don't miss a motherfucking post. You ever have a chick say that or a nigga say, yeah, I, don't, I don't do this Instagram shit. Why every picture be like this biscuit head bitch and 3,800 <laughs> others <laughs> like this photo? How the fuck do y'all not miss a gram? I don't do this grand shade shit. room, uh, tea of the city, gossip, spiritual world, all noti- post notifications. Every motherfucking joint. Post notifications on. They right on it. First. Like, like by. <laughs> uh, uh. But seeing Philadelphians just be like, and it's funny because uh, uh, QDZ and, and um, his, his podcast, they had somebody on there this past week and he was talking about moving away. And he was like, I was just like so stuck in like my Philly ways. And he was like, once I actually moved away and got into being around a different people from a different area, you realize just how much of a hindrance it be because mm-hmm. it, it trains you to almost like, like how you said before, everybody's VIP. Nobody's like it, it, it's yeah. it's insanity to see it at times, yo. Because I'm never, I'm there's no way on earth you gonna see me say hello to me and I walk past you. It's just never gonna happen. It's a wild existence. Something <laughs> tragic would have to like. There has to be something going on. My heart is failing. Right. I, something <laughs> yeah. crazy. I ain't get enough oxygen to my brain. Yeah. yeah, seeing Philadelphia people in the wild is always in a, the wild. Is always an experience in the wild. And you yeah. know what gets worse at 
when they out of town. Oh, you see Philly goodness. people in the wild. Them fucking event weekends and all that shit. Oh, and you see it's like the motherfuckers who you know for a fact hate each other, hanging together in the name of a section. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't fuck with the nigga. He's a bitch-ass nigga. Fuck my baby mom. But he got a trade to the section. So, like, he good? Yeah, yeah, he cool. Let him through. It was unbelievable. One thing Kev said before he got off stage, he was like, I love this, doing this here and having this like this because it brings everybody out and it shows the... <sighs> you know, the good to Philadelphia. He's like, Philadelphia gets highlighted for a lot of his bad shit, but right now is a good time to be a Philadelphian. And he mentioned that the Sixers are NBA championship favorites going into the season, and the Eagles are 4-0, and they won again. They beat the Cardinals 5-0. Yeah. and And he, he completely left out that the Phillies just swept the fucking Cardinals in the first round. They playing the Braves now, and, I, yeah. and Philly sports is on fire Philly right sports now. is back, baby. Yeah. Might have to converge. Yeah. No, I definitely uh, want to get to one of these Phillies games, man, for sure. I was just talking to uh, Maul when I was getting my hair cut on Saturday morning about uh, getting to one of these Phillies games. <clears throat> apparently, the Braves look like they're going to end up winning this shit. But uh, I got to get to one of these Jones. The Braves, you figure the Braves don't won the, uh, the the NL East Jones for like, I think, five years in yeah. a row now at this point. Yeah, yeah the Braves is, Braves is back. <laughs> it's like David Justice and <laughs> right. Fred McGriff out that motherfucker. Ch- yeah, uh, Chipper Jones. Yeah, the Eagles is figuring out a way to get this shit. How do you feel about Jalen Hurts? I fuck with Hurts. Jules hates the nigga. Why? And I told him I was going to do this shit on air. He hate, he didn't want Jalen Hurts. He still don't want Jalen Hurts. And I'm like, yo, I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I ain't even an Eagles fan, but I fuck And he don't Hurts. cost you shit. The, be, the best way to construct a team and be able to position yourself to win a Super Bowl because there's so much attrition and parity in the NFL is you coach up. You're a young quarterback that's on a rookie-scale deal, and you spend that money that you normally would have to spend on a top-flight quarterback on all the skill positions, and that's how you win a Super Bowl, <clears throat> effectively. The Kansas City Chiefs did it. Uh, when the you know Carolina Panthers made their championship run, Cam Newton was on a super-duper cap-friendly deal and all that shit. Like, that's the way you make the most of it in a league that has, like, a hard fucking cap or whatever the case may be. So for Jalen Hurts to be doing what he's doing right now, um, literally, like, breaking records for rushing touchdowns and all that shit as a quarterback and everything through his first 24, 25 games and this and this, it's like, I, I don't see how you can hate that. Like. Right. The motherfucker is on a super, like, a, a, a welfare deal at this point compared to, you know, what he's doing. And it took him some time to figure it out and to get it together. But once he got a, a offensive-friendly coach that could build the team around him and got him some fucking weapons, that nigga out there going crazy. Yeah. He looked like McNabb. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. He, I, I think Jalen Hurts looks pretty decent. He looks fantastic. He looks fantastic. Especially, you know, considering his paycheck. He, he makes it... Ten times more impactful compared to like what he's making. Because I told you, I'm like he could be Russell Wilson. Exactly. Russ is stinking it up. Down yeah. There. Did you see the meme with uh where they put Russell Westbrook's head on Russell yeah, Wilson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that future got tryouts this week. <laughs> yeah, young Scooter said future got quarterback tryout for the Broncos <laughs> this week. Two forty five, nigga. Yeah. Two hundred forty five million, niggas trash. He looks like he's getting. Ex- who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It looks like he was a system quarterback almost. Like I just think that... I mean, like, I'm going to be honest. I, like, 
what 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 if your good years are just behind you? What if you just use all yeah, your good years? No, and to that point, right? When did he start? Like eight years ago. Yeah, so, so about twenty fourteen. There's been a few times in sports where a motherfucker was good and then they was corny as shit the next season. Like this is just, this might just be one of those times. Whereas like a nigga be good as shit and then you be like, oh shit, and then age father time catch up and whoop they ass. Who's that all summer? that you can think of? Um <clears throat> I think McNabb was like that. McNabb was good as shit for a long time. That nigga went to Washington. He was trash. Couldn't play football no more. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Warner was like that. In a vacuum, Kurt Warner was fantastic. One season, he came back. He was still the starter like the Giants. He was terrible. Nigga led the league in interceptions and fumbles. He was horrible. Kurt Warner got a movie out this show. Yeah, that was a pretty bad movie, but I watched it. I ain't watch it. Hashtag down bad with Jack. Yeah, I ain't watch it. Pretty bad. Um... There's uh there's a couple basketball examples too that I used to always reference. I can't really think of them right now on the fly, but it happens. Okay. Like some guys, everybody's not going to be LeBron and going to age gracefully no, no, and like no. still be in a prime, damn near touching, no. looking forty in the face. Like, like let, let, just call it what it is. Like Kobe had went off a cliff. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Towards the end, like it, it, remember that one exactly. Remember that year that they had Kobe ranked as like the 62nd best player yeah. in the league, and he was really. We found out in four games he was the 162nd yeah. best player in the league. Like, he was awful. Yeah, it's hard to stay up there. It's hard, hard, very hard. Everybody's continuously. Jalen Rose said it best. Like yo, 25 percent of the league not even gonna be in the league next year. Yeah. This shit moved too fast. These motherfuckers are too good. It's people constantly rolling in, trying to get yeah. spots and change. Look at Trevor Reeses and motherfuckers like that. People who reconstruct their whole entire game. Look at Ray yeah. Allen. Ray Allen was not a spot-up corner Ray three. Ray Allen was a chest-to-chest finish at the rim with a rounded-out mid-range game and a three-point and could shoot the ball, but he was trying to finish we, we, at the rim we, we went on the to nigga. the game the other day. James Harden said offseason, yeah, I'm in shape. I done lost all this weight. It's over. And I'm telling y'all, James Harden looks exactly Four inch vertical. the <laughs> same he looked last year. That nigga looks exactly the same. He could not dunk that ball. No. I was just like, he yo. Has no lift. No. Motherfuckers blowing past him still. Spider blew past him a good six, seven times. Like, I think the Cavs are going to be all right. No, nah, Cavs going to be good. They're going to be all right. I don't think they got a championship running them, but I think they're going to be nah, all right. I think, I think the Sixers, I think appropriately so, the Sixers got a championship running them, potentially. Um, James Harden is really, it's all on him. I'm just keeping it a book. Like, Tyrese Maxey is good. Joel Embiid, I ain't going to hold you. I Like, Joel Embiid at times, just the flailing around and all the, them, them, them Euro steps, <laughs> them pre-Berlin wall Euro steps. You ain't filling the Euro. Yeah, like, it just, it, it, I just look at the team, the way that they, where they're constructed. They've never been, uh, since that, like, Ben Simmons run they had where they fucking won 17 in a row and all that crazy shit, they haven't really been 10-11 deep like this before where I they have it, players that can kind of fill multiple positions. When I look at James Harden now, I struggle with believing that at one point he was able to score 60 points in a game. Oh, which, for sure. He's a shell of himself. I, I, I just, it, it doesn't even <clears throat> make sense looking at him. He's almost not even the 22-8-8 guy that played for Brooklyn a couple seasons nah, ago. It, it it just it, I don't know what the hell happened, but it's gonna come down to him. If James Harden decides he wants to put the ball on the floor and dribble, you see the other night he made the nigga fall with uh with with, with Charles Barkley say dribble 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 <laughs> dribble the air off the You ever see that drum with the dog bouncing the ball? It's just like that shit. And it's like, yo, if he decides he's putting his head down and just getting past motherfuckers, there's no one that can stay in front of him for the most part. He made a nigga fall the other night. Crowd went crazy. Missed the shot. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like, yo, you 
it's going to come down to him. If he's on some shit, the Sixers going to be on some shit. Yeah, for but sure. But you can't put all that on Joel and, and Maxie and be like, damn, why y'all not beating Brooklyn? Or why y'all not beating this? T-? And it's just, I I personally, I, I don't think so. But... I mean, I, I, I'm expecting. I'm looking at the Sixers like I've this. always been critical. Of yeah, I'm, I'm expecting um, Harden to be like a 18, seven and seven guy. I'm expecting Maxi to make a big leap forward, and I'm expecting Joel to be a top three, four MVP candidate. And then you fill in with effort guys and multi positional players, guys that can play three, four, five positions. You and when Tobias Harris, who can average twenty six and six, is your fourth best player, I think you in good shape. To I'm gonna tell you why right? though. I went to a lot of games this past year. I went to Maxi's two best games of the year and Tobias' best game of the year. You know what was going on at both of those games that I'm talking about? Joel Embiid didn't play. Got it. And it's like that's when Maxi and Tobias can actually open up the actual left side of the court. Yeah. Because Harden's on the right side for the most part. And then Joel Embiid is coming off of the fucking post to that right, you know, the baseline. Yeah. But it's like with Tobias, he's kind of just like out there when they run in that game. Yeah. So it's like you picking up scraps here and there. And Maxi, he can get off a little bit, but it's like low key, Maxi and Harden is both ball in the hand motherfuckers. Yeah, for sure. So when Joel wasn't playing, Maxi and Tobias took fucking uh from Memphis, John Moran and Desmond Bain into the deep waters. They went shot for shot with them niggas and won the fucking game. Me yeah. and Rob was ever there. And it was just like, I didn't have Maxi and Tobias versus Bain and Job ja being the game of the year. <laughs> but somehow we had, that That was the, one of the best games I've been to. Maxi, Maxi and Tobias both finished with 30. Ja, they all had 30. Desmond Bain had like 28. Ja had 33. Maxi yeah. had 35. And Tobias had like 31. They was getting it the fuck in. But them niggas wasn't on the court. So it's like, that's the thing people miss. When it's like, when you put together that Super Laker shit, when they did Gary Payton and Carl Malone, it's like, how many basketballs is y'all going to put on the court? You understand what I'm saying? Well, they still went to the finals. They just got out coached. I mean, yeah. It, so when I say a finals run, I don't think that they're winning it, and I don't think that they're better than Milwaukee. I don't like Because I look at Milwaukee, and there's Giannis, Bobby, Middleton, and, uh, and Holiday. Which and fucking Brooke Lopez and Brooke Lopez is healthy again this season. So it's like y'all definitely not better than them. And they got the white boy coming off the court. They got Grayson. They got fucking uh, uh, who else is on their bench? Um, what's his name? Light skin nigga. God damn it! It's like right there. Hold on, I got you. Yeah, so it's like I look at Milwaukee and I think that they're the class of the East for sure, for sure. And I would love to see Milwaukee in uh and Golden State go at it in the final just because of the completely different styles of play. Um, you know what I mean? And the literally a bunch of trees <laughs> going against, you know, the finesse and the, the shooting of uh, Golden State or whatever. Right. That'd be interesting. And it's going to be interesting to see how Golden State puts their young guys into the rotation this year with Kaminga and Moody and even Wiggins playing a more prominent role as they try to phase uh, Draymond ass out of there. George Hill. Oh, George Hill. I'm thinking of was point guard. I'm like, yeah, they got George Hill and Wesley Matthews. It's like they yeah. just deep all the way yeah. around. Like, George Hill's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, mm-hmm. at a point guard. Play mm-hmm. one and a two and can shoot the lights out at times. 38% three-point shooter and all of that shit. So, yeah, it's like I still don't think they're better than Milwaukee, but I just feel like if they get catch some breaks here and there, Chris Middleton or Giroux go down or somebody like that, they can find themselves in the finals. Now, with that being said, I think Golden State will shoot them out the building. Golden State got some other issues they got to handle over there. I just think that they... Jordan Poole looked nice last night, though. Oh, man. He must have hit Draymond ass with one of them in practice. Pussy, you don't (laughs) never spend no ball on me, nigga. I'm the veteran leadership. Yeah, whatever, nigga. 
Yeah, Drew. Oh. Yeah, he looked pretty good last night. The um, what did you think of Draymond's apology? Uh, I thought it was pretty on on point for what, for what it should be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, he didn't try to like defend, deflect, and be like, "Oh man, I can't believe the video got you know no goofy shit." No, like he that. did later on. Oh, he did. I missed it's, that. It's part. extended version of it that they that ESPN oh. chopped out where he went on for three minutes about why is the video out. And that kind of killed the initial uh, apology. Sorry. Yeah, it made us, it turned it into spooky hours. Yeah, I didn't know Because I saw the initial one that ESPN chopped up and put out where he took full accountability, apologized to Jordan, apologized to the organization, apologized to his mother and his father and his family and his friends and this and this and this. Because he's no, like, looking at that video, was like, damn, a nigga shoot me in the face for this. Like, mm-hmm. I went too hard. I did too much. You know what I'm saying? You went, pe- you went from trying to, like, almost, like, punk a nigga or try to back him down to, like, trying to physically end him. Mm-hmm. And you don't treat no teammate like that because it's like essentially you treating them like a op. Like, that shit not cool. And initially, the first half of his apology was spot on. He said everything right. And then there's an extended version. Yeah, see, that that's they, what I guess There's I an extended version where he's like, but my thing is, how's that video get out? You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan allegedly got into plenty of fights with teammates. Bobby Portis and this and Nicola Mirotic, there ain't no video with that. And this is like, I'm just confused on the video because it's like, you know, it's got to be some level of, like, privacy amongst team. We in a private facility. Like, he went on and on and on about uh-huh. this video. And I'm just like, Oh, you want to get traded. <laughs> like, you don't get it. Okay, cool. Like, because he he went from making the great apology to just completely undoing the whole apology on the back end of it. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And it just was really fucking strange. And I'm just like, maybe Stephen A is right. Stephen A basically saying like Draymond wants to go to L.A. Like it's like the worst kept secret in the league. Like he really want to leave. But he got 49 more million on the table, 25 for this year and 24 for next year. He wants to go to what L.A.? Lakers. Okay. LeBron's son at this point. So it's like he want to go to the Lakers or whatever the case may be. And um, I would trade Westbrook for him. Today. Yeah. Tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Tonight. And just figure it out. Like, yeah. because Westbrook will just give you a guy that no matter what, you're going to get 18, 8, and 8 out of him. Right. No matter, no matter, no matter how you slice it. But it's going to be an inefficient 18. But you're going to get 18, 8, and 8. You might get more because he ain't going to hang out play no defense. Because they're going to be out there scoring 138 a night. It ain't even going to matter. You know what I'm matter. saying? I, I would do that trade for both teams mm-hmm. tonight. Like, let's get it done. Be Westbrook in the first round pick for Draymond. Let's do it. I would. So, apparently, the Lakers are holding on to their first round draft picks because of, like, 
some mid-season provision, some NBA cap collective bargaining agreement shit or whatever the case may be. And basically the right for them to try to trade to get back into the top six 23 draft if shit all falls apart. Mm. Because they saying that Webiyama and uh, Scoot Henderson are the top two, but the rest of the top six are all five-star prospects also. So they basically like, they might be able to leverage that or whatever, whatever. So they're trying to keep these picks in the event that they can package them with something later on to get back up into the top six. Should be interesting. Makes sense. I Because they said there's a deal right now where you get Buddy Hill and uh, what's the uh, Indiana Center? Miles. What's uh, uh, um, I was going to say Miles Davis. Miles um, Bridges. No, not Miles Bridges. Uh, the fuck is Turner. Miles Turner. You get Miles Turner and Buddy Hill today, like right now. It's an open deal for Russell, Russell Westbrook and the two first round picks, and the Lakers won't do it. Even though it makes them instant like contenders if they just do it. I mean, I never was really crazy about Miles Turner. Buddy Hill, he can shoot. Yeah. You know, he became a shooter. Um, Lakers is just in a bad way. They're a pack. Uh, yeah, I'm mean, just go ahead and say it. They They're a pack. pack. Yeah. And they're going to fuck around and overachieve on some super dumb shit. Like, you know, the Western Conference always has, like, this one team every year that, like, overachieve. Like, Utah was, like, the overachiever, like, the last four or five years. Denver had a couple overachieving years and shit like that. And then you just be like, why did you do this? <laughs> like, what, right. what was the point of this? You know right. what I mean? So it's like an element of that lingering where it's like the Lakers fuck around and end up being, like, a, a five or a six seed somehow, some way, get bounced in the first round of the playoffs and kill their draft capital. Bro. So we'll see what happens. Uh should I do another y'all weird? No, I wanna I know what I want to talk about. Okay. Puffy and Mace. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Puff my, Daddy. My number one topic. Oh, you actually have topics? I have topics. No, let me see. Puff Daddy and Mace on. <laughs> yeah, Puff Daddy and Mace. Um, I feel like I'm trapped in 1999. Okay. I am so confused at the plight of this beef getting reignited in such a public way. Uh we are now twenty. Yeah, we are 25 years post-Harlem World. Okay. We are coming up on the 25th anniversary of Mace's Harlem World album, and we are still talking about Puffy and Mace and Mace being in this contract with Puff. I mean, you got to understand some Puffy and Mace, if I had to equate them to anything, they were hip-hop's Mario Brothers. Yes. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, we had saw duos. We saw EPMD. We saw, uh, uh, what was another one? Um... Mob Deep. Mob Deep. Clips. No, that was after. Okay, after. Um, okay. We had saw Mob Deep. We had saw... Um, Run DMC to a certain extent. Run DMC. Extent. We saw uh, uh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Smooth. Yeah. We, we Eric S- B and Rakim. Eric B and Rakim. We, had, we saw duos. But you got to understand, like, Biggie was alive. And Biggie was the best rapper on the planet, barring nobody. Biggie died, and like when you like like Michael Jordan dying halfway through a bull season, you right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that's successful. yeah. Because you look at 1997, it's ready, it's uh, life after death, it's no way out, and it's Harlem World. Well, I wasn't going that far yet. I was okay. more so just saying about Biggie being Biggie. Like Biggie's the guy. Biggie dies, and it's just like, yo, what are we gonna like, huh? And Puff and Mace just like. 
changed that they broke out them shiny suits and they it changed the game. They started jigging and dancing and man, listen, and they turned themselves into straight up dynamos. Like Mace sells six and a half million, Puffy sells almost eight. And it's like, yo, we just ripped off 15 million in album sales with these two albums, yeah. my nigga. Black Rob does two mil. Lil' Kim does three mil. Like, they was on fire. Locks did a sneaky mil the next year. Yeah, like, it just, the the the, the bad boy John, like, you would have thought that train was going to derail, and they got, like, stronger. Yeah. And Puff just, they they just became a thing. Like, it just, Puff and Mace, Puff and Mace, Puff and Mace, Puff and Mace. It's just... You and me. like it's They're the, tied together forever. Yeah, like, it's just what it is. So anytime you see, and just knowing it, how they fell apart over the nonsense, it's always going to strike. Yeah. Because you, you've seen the locks argue with Puffy on the radio. You've seen all these different videos and interviews and books and all this. That's the craziest shit about Puff going on a breakfast club and saying these, nobody got no receipts. And it's just like, awesome receipts, Puffy. Yeah, 30 years of receipts, There's a lot of receipts, Puffy Daddy. Daddy. (laughs) It's a lot of receipts. And it's like, for even for all the receipts that exist, we still, there's still a lot of mystery surrounding the what happens because there's a street element of why Mace disappeared from rap music. Mm Mm-hmm. And reappeared and disappeared again. Like, there's a street element that exists, like this underworld element that people like Jim Jones and Cameron have alluded to over the years, Mm -hmm. but never in a way where it was like, this happened, then this happened, and then this happened, and then this nigga was no longer mace no more. Like... There's there that doesn't exist. So with all the mystery that's surrounding the story, it still leaves it for Puff twenty five years later to just get on the Breakfast Club and lie, right. like just blatantly lie and just be like, I "Ain't rob nobody. I'm 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 him. I ain't gotta." Because as a billionaire, like I say all the time, the victory the, to the victor goes the spoils. So as a billionaire, you can get up here and say, how I'm robbing niggas, I'm up. I'm Puff Daddy. I'm Pete Diddy. I'm Brother Love. I, I told Bad Boy is on the shelf right now. My son run Bad Boy. It's Love Records. Like you get to do all this posturing and just lie. When he said, yo, I did one album, Playboy, what's all the fuss about? I'm like, you did three. Like, so it's like, how high is Puff to think that he only did one album with Mates? Like, how high are you right now? What Percocet did you take before you came on this show where you could just come on the biggest urban platform other than Drink Champs that exists and just lie? Just lie. Like, you did three albums. You did Harlem World, you did Double Up, and you did Welcome Back. So based, based on track record alone, so you did 97, 99, 2004. Double Up was a good album, by It was a great album. Niggas hated Double Up. Double Up was a good album, dog. Start from scratch is on Double Up. You can start from relax scratch, from scratch. From Def Jam. No, no fuckers, fuck I'm saying Puff's, Puff's the best man. man. Yeah. I'm a bad boy, more like a bad man. That's a joint with him and my song. Yo, on Mace, Mace Trace, what the, the, oh my God, you got me thinking about from scratch now. He said, um, damn, what was the line he had that just stuck with me? Uh, Can't recall. I'm trying to get the melody of From Scratch. You can start your life from scratch, rewind time, and still go back. What would you change in the way that you live today? What would you leave right where it's at? Come on, come on. 
Half of the cats that flip, we all was cool. And half of the bitches I hit used to tease me in school. Like, yo, thanks for <laughs> fucking that up. Half the bitches I hit used to tease me in school. He said, cats that I grew up with, I got to contemplate killing. Like, Mace was on some shit on From Scratch. Yeah. That was a good because time. Because street shit was going on yeah. at the time. Cats that so I grew be- up with, I got to contemplate killing. So because the street shit is not pronounced in like in the same way like Rockefeller street stories and the Rockefeller fallout, it just kind of looks like Mace is like an easy scapegoat because Puff just kept going. You and Mace just didn't want to do it. And Mace just didn't want to do it. And he didn't tell his story until 2018. You know, Angie Martinez and told the whole shit. But again, it's Mace. Nobody, pay, he got his fucking baklava on. You look yeah. like a fool. So nobody's like not taking you serious. And that was before the shiesty craze. Yes. Mace might have started the shiesty. Ma- Mace Loki started the shiesty <laughs> craze. <laughs> yep. Mace Loki started the shiesty. So it's like there's an element of. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline track record and experience here right and based on experience it's like if mace was such a toxic artist and a toxic person to deal with why the fuck did you do a third album on him the first two are par for the course they are what they are but why do the third album if yeah, when he the was, welcome when, back was years was years it was five years he was in church, he on fucking TV on the church and this and this and this. And oh, people talking about I went to Mace Church in Atlanta. It was very pronounced on what he was doing. So with that being said, it's like if he was such a toxic person to deal with, why why was you so invested in the Mace comeback? Why even do it? Mm-hmm. So that's a point against Puff. Then there's the track record element of, like you said, the locks, Sherry Dennis, G Depp, uh, Total to some extent. Too hot for TV. What was their name? Oh, the band. The band. Fucking Danity Kane. Day twenty six. All. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Got ghosts in here. All of these different acts that have very public fuse with you about money. Ness. Very public fuse with you about money and royalties and pub and this and this and this. I don't know if you've ever heard. You of- bought Biggie's publishing for four hundred thousand dollars. You had to later give it back to his mother after you made no telling. And then you're like, oh, yeah, Miss Wallace. Mrs. Wallace owns the catalog. That was what uh, Styles and Jada was yeah. screaming about on the radio. You bought your man publishing, dog. What the fuck is you talking about? Jada said, he's like, yo, man, I got security, man. Like, you know, ain't no security guard going to be able to stop a refrigerator <laughs> from falling off of a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> Come to my office, man. Y'all, 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 y'all on this radio. Y'all did the Let the Locks Go campaign. You know what I'm saying? I let that be, man. I let that be. Jada said, bro, you still you get a $300,000 advance every time I put an album out and you own 30% of the publishing. What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's been 20 years, dog. That's exactly how Jada's talking. It's, it's been 20 What's years, dog. You? What's wrong with you? It's been 20 years. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> Let the locks go. Styles <laughs> <laughs> like you a coward, man. <laughs> Good times, man. But yeah, now nah, have you ever uh, seen Dance with the Devil? 
seen it or, or like have seen the book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar okay. with it. Mark Curry. Mark Curry, right. Mark yeah. Curry used to be with, uh, not Mark Curry from Hang With Mr. Cooper. Fucking the rapper Mark Curry. He was usually. Puff Lee Ghostwriter around the time that uh, he wrote Bad Boy for Life. I was, he's on Bad Boy. He's for on Life. Bad Boy. He Ever wrote since it. The and Notorious. On... Yeah, that's yeah. Mark Curry. But and he... then Gene Deal. Every uh, time I turn on the internet, I don't care what site I'm on, it's Gene Deal yeah. talking about Puffy. Yeah. So you know Puffy play with them boys. Like every time, <laughs> it's, I don't care what site I'm on. What you think about LeBron versus Jordan? I mean Puffy man. Puffy man, man, them boys. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Puffy and a very prominent rapper. Like every time I cut the internet on, it's yeah. Gene Deal talking about Puffy. That's he on the Art of Dialogue. Shit. He on Vlad. He on his own channel. He on fucking Choke No Joke. He every channel that exists, Gene Deal is talking about Puff. But he was just a security, so it's easy to be like, oh, Gene on some bullshit. He the security. He disgruntled. Fuck Gene. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, that Dancing with the Devil book. That shit is like, damn. Like when you you think about it, it's like it makes sense. Yeah. Make all the sense in the world. Sean literally said when he bought the S six hundred, he bought it back to the label, and Puff was like, "What the fuck are you doing, man? What you mean? I bought the I S6. don't own one of these. Like, nigga, you gave me two million dollars. Fuck you mean? I went and bought S six. He was like, nigga, I don't own one of these motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck you mean, you puffy nigga? I see your S six. I mean, I don't own that shit. Like, I lease that joint. I lease the shit joint. and l- and lease it back to the label. Yeah, <laughs> what's wrong with you, <laughs> idiot? <laughs> Get your gun. Go back to the even that, the whole nightclub shit. You know what I'm saying? The fifty thousand ring to the to the John. That and was I, some puffy shit. No, now I said it on the John. I hate how he did Sean with different lawyers. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it just that that's that was some puff. That was Puffy's problem. Scar and the other nigga from Brooklyn had a problem with Puff. Sean was a child at the time, and before he was Sean, he was G Sean, and he was the only fucking blood in the state of New York at the goddamn time. Yeah. Him and like four other little dirty <laughs> niggas or whatever. And people like, he influenced people like Jim Jones and Cam and all and they started banging blood and this, 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 and this. But he was lit- quite literally the only blood in Brooklyn on some like, oh, what's everybody? Crips? Alright, cool, I'm a blood now. Like just woke up one day and was a blood. But his problem, and he knew those guys, but that wasn't his problem. And it got painted throughout that trial that that was his problem when they was trying to stun on Puff. Like, nigga, you trying to shit on us. You coming here to our hood with this bitch. Talking about J-Lo. You coming here with this bitch trying to stun on us. Nigga, fuck you. We got money, too. And they threw money in Puff's face. And Sean let the thing go off. Chick got her nose shot off amongst other fucking chaos. And then Puff was like, oh, yeah, nah. Yeah, we're gonna we gonna push for separate trials. Like, yeah. y'all was co-defendants. How do you push for separate trials? So Shine gets 10 years, Puffy gets nothing. You know he had Cochran. Yeah. Mm. And Sean had, I think, Benjamin Brothman, but it wasn't enough. Who was probably the third best attorney in the country? It wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, because when your co-defendant is saying inadvertently like ratting on you. Cochran really did a lot. Man. You know, he got Snoop Dogg off. Mm-hmm. Michael Jackson first John, OJ John, Puff John. Cochran was really, really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He was ripping it up. So, yeah, so it's like just based on track record, it's like, yo, it's so much death and destruction in Puffy's wake. Fucking Pac is dead. Puff allegedly got something to do with that. Allegedly. Um, you know, Suge got hit up in, um, Suge man, uh, Big Jake got hit up in Atlanta, died. They had, they had something to do with that. Um, like, it's just. Puff, don't get it fucked up. Puff. I give Puff credit for coming out as clean as he did on the other. Yes. Because Puff did leave a trail of just blood, death, and destruction. You know, what was his man uh, uh, with the whole BMF? Wolf. Wolf. Like, yeah, That's who shot Big Jake. Yeah. 
Wolf right. shot Big Jake, and then he, and Meech ended up shooting him. Allegedly. And then Puff is like, BMF, like, then he's, and then Puff is carrying the BMF flag for two years. Like, it's that shit. It's the Victor go to spoil shit to where it's like, oh, man, Wolf, man. Damn, Meech, what's up? <laughs> I've been fucking with y'all niggas. Yeah. Like, it's like that shit. No, Jeezy, bring him up. Yeah. Yeah, bad boy <laughs> Bring him on up. Ain't that crazy? Yes. He Jeezy, comes out clean from Jeezy every situation. Jeezy was definitely bad boy South. Crazy as shit. Yeah, man. Uh, and then, to make matters, to make it even deeper on how shiesty Puff is, you know Big Block got his start in the music industry from who? Puff. Tupac. Oh, you're right, you're right. right he was right, right, Tupac, right. like, road manager and security First. But it's funny though when the when the bad boy sound <laughs> shit come on, do you notice Puff be like, "What up, Block?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's Block ENT bad boy. Mm-hmm. He got fifteen million from Puff, partially because of his street reputation or whatever, whatever. But he had Young Jock. You so know Block got a baby with a uh, candy. candy. Yeah, yeah her yeah. oldest daughter is yeah. uh is 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 Block uh, daughter, mm-hmm. and they have like an estranged relationship. But Jock, but Block now is you know making amends or whatever that situation. But he did a Vlad interview and he explained his whole story. So when I'm hearing about him and he was like at the beginning of Tupac, like Thug Life era, like and he was Pac. Security, road manager, this, 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 this. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this is crazy. So it's like, you know, it's the allegiance shit. And it's the, yo, let me absorb this into this so that it ain't no problem with this, that, and the third. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like that shit, man. Puff is an interesting character, yo. He's a he's a, a hell of a case study. It, it's, a, it's a wild ride. Like, not to, I, you got to give him credit because ain't too many people that's going to come out squeaky clean on the other end with a billion, a drop top Maybach, and a, and a pretty little bitch. This nigga won the highest award you can win in men's fashion. Yeah. For Sean Chan. <laughs> the highest award. Like, not no nigger fashion academy by Luca Sabat and yeah. this nigga. Like, no. The fucking fashion council of like uh, international fashion council or something like that. He won for fucking Sean John. Like this motherfucker is an industry mm-hmm. an icon, but a lot of people got fucked over. A lot of people died. A lot of people got hit up. A lot of people end up in bad situations. G Dep doing life right now. Like it's just a lot of shit that occurred around in and around that bad boy ecosystem. And the only ones that still standing and getting money is him and Harv Pierre. I was about to say Harv. Him yeah. and Harv. And Harv wasn't even the original president of Bad Boy. That was Kirk Burroughs, who from Southwest Philly, from fucking 56 in Greenway. And they fucked him around and did some flim flam shit. Oh, sign this and then did this, and I'm going to sell this and get this back to you. Like, yeah. puff a wild boy, man. Yeah. So the flam Kevin Childs, all this some shit. <laughs> you got to be a gangster when you robbing other gangsters. Yeah. <laughs> But he got that, he got the, he got a Ray Allen image. Yeah. I'm love. Damn, brother love. It's all love and posi- positivity. Kanye told that nigga, fuck you, you a fed. <laughs> 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 fuck you, you a fed. Don't call my phone no more. We don't get into Kanye. Do, 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 how do you feel about Mace's, you know, his, how do you feel about Mace's side of this? Here's the thing. They're both saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Puff saying Mace owe him three million. Mace saying Puff owe him three million, and it's just like one of you niggas. One of you niggas is lying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And the whole thing is, it's like 
I've heard from people that are around the music industry that Mace did some flim flam shit and stole $2 million from Puff. Like, basically, like, yo, he came back, did the welcome back shit, this, 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 and this, and was like, yo, I need $2 million to come back. I'm all the way back, though. Like, it wasn't $2 million for one album. It was supposed to be, like, a whole comeback. And he got the money, did welcome back, and then went back to church. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I've heard that. But then Mace is also saying, like, yo. I got the money for the new ventilation system, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Mace is also saying, like, yo, my pen kept Bad Boy alive. When everybody thought Bad Boy was finished, I wrote those hits that fucking saved the company and inflated the value of Bad Boy where you were able to go and get a $40 million bonus from Arista because you out-fucking-performed your fucking quarterly expectations and this, this, and this, and you sold XYZ amount of records. I did that. I fucking held this fucking flag up when everybody else was leaving or wanted to jump ship or blah, blah, blah. So whatever you gave me, you owed me because I was, I should have never been in a bad deal to begin with. So that's Mace's whole perspective. And I'm inclined to like believe Mace, even though he's an unlikable character. Like, and I think that's the biggest part about it is Puffy is likable. Mace isn't. So because of the fact that Mace is completely unlikable and Cam and Jimmy curse him out on the radio and shit like that, people are like, oh, man, shut the fuck up, Mace. But he'd be making a ton of sense. Even in the Fabio Foreign scenario, he made a ton of sense. He made Wallow eat his phone on the fucking Million Dollars of a Game interview. Like, because he made too much sense. He couldn't say nothing. Do you, uh, are you going to the show? I don't know nothing about a show. Oh, yeah, they're here on the 20th. Uh, Leah Chorus. Mace, Jim Jones, and Mace, Cam, and Jada. Oh, old nigga tour. Old niggas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's called the We Outside Tour. Okay. Yeah. You get it? Like, We Outside. <laughs> like that shit. That's an interesting show. Yeah. I hate the Leah Chorus Center, though. Yeah. I, I, I would rather see it at the Met than at the Leah Chorus Center. Kind of rather see it on YouTube. Like, yeah. <laughs> Is there a live stream? Is there a live stream? <laughs> Versus, you know, Apple TV is giving out deals left and right. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, I, I won't be going to that gym. Like, that just feels like you're going to meet a lot of rough hoes. It seems that way. It's, it's feeling like rough hoes central. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> feeling like bitches with razors in their mouth, cinnamon Tims. Like, yeah. it's feeling it's feeling real tough. Heavy on the cinnamon trees. <laughs> yeah. Cam yeah. got that weird fro, and he looked like... um. He looked like uh, uh, Grady from, like, Sanford and Son now. Like, I'm not understanding it. Because it ain't a chin strap. It ain't a full beard. Yeah, it's, it's like an like in-between. It's, it's like a neck beard with a with a blowout. Like, I know this. Cam's gotten a lot darker over the years. Yo, Cam dark as he shit. He's black as shit now. He's Dan complexion. Yeah, Dan. Cam. He was light as me when he came Yeah, up. yeah. Cam is a dark-skinned nigga now. What is in the weed in Orlando? He's, 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 <laughs> One of my homies, and I didn't even catch it at first. It was like, Cam looked like Victor Maitland. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Maitland. Oh, dear Lord. It was like, I, we was in the poker table. Like, I heard that. And I was like, wait, what? Am <laughs> I hearing this right? And Cam looked like Victor Maitland. I couldn't stop laughing off of that shit. But no, they got a show on the 20th. Apparently, they're going on tour, though. Jada, Cam, and Mace. So I don't know who's top billing or how that's gonna work. I, ho- I hope it's Jadakiss. The I biggest f- song out I of them is I fear it's Mace. The biggest song out of them is, is Old Boy. It's Cameron. It's Old Boy. It's Old Boy. So I would or like- is it is it Old Boy or Feel So Good? It's Old Boy. 
Oh boy is the biggest radio record in the history of Def Jam up until Umbrella dropped. This oh is boy true. is a juggernaut of a record. Priscilla Sweat shit for me. Catapulted the nigga to six and a half million subs. Oh, put it on the Patreon. What's a better record? Feel so good or oh What's boy? What's a bigger record? Bigger record is definitely oh boy. It's definitely oh boy. Yeah, we talking about bigger record. It's definitely Oh Boy. All right, so fuck that. What's better? <laughs> That's what I was going to say. All right, so what's better? So you got Oh Boy, Feel So Good, and I guess, like, none of y'all better than Lock. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, by the way. Why? No, yeah. why is Jada's biggest record? Would it be why? Why? BDS and Grammy-nominated, all of that is why. I'm trying to think that Jada... No, Benjamin's. That's not his record, though. I mean, <laughs> by not <product>. on paper. <laughs> not as far as the checks are concerned. But, all right, so yeah, Benjamin's. So, well, Benjamin's going to be the biggest record ever. Yeah. So, Benjamin. Do they, can you perform Benjamin's? You probably not supposed to. Yeah. But niggas is queuing Puffy up the business. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you niggas a motherfucking tell thing. you niggas a motherfucking thing. Who on a stage on a tour with a nigga dissing me, nigga performing the Benjamin's? Puff gonna be in the box office collecting the back. Yeah, real shit. Puff is the craziest nigga ever. You know, Puff's, Nori said Puff called him one day, was like, yo, ho- come holler at me, man. Come to my office, playboy. I need to rap with you. He said, nigga, don't you ever in your motherfucking life be on a motherfucking song with nobody that's dissing me, nigga. Fucking bitch crate talking crazy about me, nigga. The fuck is wrong with you? He said, so what you want me to do, Puff? He said, oh, no, get money, nigga. I ain't no hater. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the damn Bang Bang record with CNN and Foxy Brown. Oh no, get money, nigga. I ain't no hater. It's like, I ain't no square, nigga. I'm just saying. Don't be doing no fuck shit. Like, that's funny as shit. But yeah, they got a show. So if, I, if I'm if i going to a Mace Cam and Jada but show. But you said it's the 20th. That's the same day as the Sixers home opener. I ain't going to that shit. I'm just telling you what's going on. <laughs> I'm just reporting the news, bro. Uh, yeah, I ain't listening. I, I'm just here. I'm just a messenger. You know what I'm saying? Let Holy me, shit. Let me make sure that I'm not tripping, that I'm actually... Because if that's the case, they trip. Mace, Cam... Jada tour. Jada... I would think Cam would have to end it, though. I think them niggas is like rotating closers yeah. depending upon... Thursday, October 20th. Oh, they tripping. Yeah. They gonna be in there by their goddamn self. Oh, there's some tough hoes. Tough hoes don't like basketball. Them tough hoes don't like basketball. Don't give a fuck about Giannis. Yeah, fuck about this bullshit ass six or shit. Nah, I ain't give a fuck yeah, about that. rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to a Cam Jada Mace show... Who goes first? Fuck who go last. That's what I'm first. saying. Like, because if I, I'm Jada kissing, I'm the king of verses. I'm not going first. Net. Fuck y'all niggas. If I'm going to that, but it's sh- like Jada gotta go first. I was about to say, if I'm going to that show, I would want to see Jada first. Jada gotta go first. I would want to see Jada first. I'm gonna have my fucking J Hood opening up. Yeah, because <laughs> Jada just got a bunch of random shit in the pot. Like he ain't gonna have. I mean, like, he don't have his structure right, though, because he got to make I sure. would want to see Jada first. Because it was crazy, because when Dope Shows had their, like, little mini tour with Jada and Fab, Jada was opening. Like, Jada opened. I went to that show. Jada opened up. I would want to see Jada first, May 2nd, Cam finishing. Yeah. That's me. I mean, Jada will always have to go first because he don't have no big records. Yeah. He on than... big records, but he don't right. have no big records. Yeah, so it would be like a kind of like almost like how DJ Khaled does his, was doing the shit for the Beyonce right. tour. <laughs> right. But it's like Mace. I don't know though, because Mace essentially do got like an album. 
And then he got tracks on Biggie album and Puff album. But it's like Mace is coming with one body of work that we really remember. Like even Double Up. Like he can't, can't perform can't. nothing from Welcome Back. Yes, he can. What? Breeze Stress Shake. Oh, Breeze Stress Shake. Okay. That's going to get the crowd. Especially okay. Yeah, that's going to get the crowd. Now, if it's all the tough hoes, they probably don't want to hear Breeze Stress Shake. <laughs> Boo, nigga. Boo, you pussy ass <laughs> nigga. Fuck wrong with you. But if it's like some, 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 some. Kevin Hart crowd type shit. Breeze stretch shake is going to work. Welcome back is going to work. Welcome back. You can open with that. I'm about to say, I'm about to say. You got to open with welcome back. You can always open with that. Um, but I just feel like Cam, like sort of like why we thought Cam would, would win the verses. Yeah. Cam could come out and he has multiple albums of like songs that went. Of smashes. Smash yeah. records. Like Cam could go all the way back to the horse and carriage shit. You know, like Cam mm-hmm. got a lot. Yeah, of, you got to do Cam last because Cam can bring both of them out. Right. Oh, he can bring shit. Jada out. He right. can bring Mace yeah. out. He can bring Jimmy out. He can yeah. like they can do band for TV. They can do like you said, horse and carriage. Like if Jada's finishing the show and he brings out Sheik, it's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> all right, <laughs> now Sheik cool, <laughs> but you know. I mean, while we here, baby, yeah, yeah. That's why Jada gotta go first because Jada can come out on everybody's set. You got twenty four hours to live. Yeah, you know I mean, you got you, they got he got a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting. Somebody, we gotta like send somebody. Yeah, we gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta get a, uh, uh, a field correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk to at the Leah Chorus about media passes for this Live shit. <laughs> What's it looking like out there, Dan? <laughs> it's looking good. It's looking good. <laughs> he got that pause there. It's looking, it's looking good. Nobody's been shot yet. Everybody seems to be getting in with their mobile passes. <laughs> Ain't no hookah, but it's doing numbers. Ain't no hookah, but it's doing numbers. Yes, the forecast is mostly Timberland with a splash of champion hoodies. A bunch of New York fans. A bunch of Yankees. Yo, everybody. Of every color. Everybody ears in their hat. Remember that weird ass (laughs) era with a fucking ears? It's a bunch of flat brimmed hats here, man. Yeah, where the ears would be in the fucking hat. Bad jump. But yeah, they got to. You definitely got to look out for the the, uh, Krispy Kreme. Christian cream butters. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Christian Christian Combs. Uh, Diddy Jr. had them Jones on at the BT Hip Hop Awards. It was strange. Mace could get it off with a shiny suit. If he came out with the shiny yeah. suit. My thing is like, what angle are they going to be doing for the concert? Like, would Mace do the, that? Because it's like, are you really like, even with you beefing with Puff, are you going to do the records with? You know what I'm saying? Of course. Like, here for the check. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck how I feel about the nigga. I'm here for the money. Yeah. Doing all these drones. But he gonna do puff verses too. I would imagine. He's gonna do the whole shit. I would imagine. You brought it up earlier when you talked about Puff with Kanye cursing him out. Um I feel a way about Kanye getting banned from Twitter and Instagram. Dog, the nigga Kanye came back. The Elon Musk let him back on Twitter. His first tweet got deleted for ban- for uh <laughs> violation of terms of service. I'm gonna tell you why I feel a way. <laughs> Social media as we know it, when we talk about Twitter, Instagram, all of that, has been around for roughly 10 to 12 good years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, IG came out 2010. Right. So literally 12 years. Right. 10 to 12 years of the way we know it as social media. Kanye has been spazzing on social media somehow for 17 years. Okay? This is not new. This is just what he does. Yeah. <laughs> all of his spaz and all, I mean, every single person on the planet, Drake, this person, that person, Jay-Z, this motherfucker, you name him. The only motherfucker I've never seen Kanye say nothing about on social media is Lil Wayne. 
The only one. That real shit. He's the only person I I've never seen him even remotely just pull into the sphere of what he's doing on some hatred shit. Is is him and maybe Eminem. Just because he might have forgot about Eminem. Right. Kanye mentioned the Jews twice, and it is bing, over. Bing bong. <laughs> it is over. Bing and bong. <laughs> yeah, you got Kanye the yeah. fuck out of here. Yo, what do he say on uh, Dodgeball? It is over between us, Kate. Like, <laughs> it is over. Like, that shit was over quick. He mentioned the Jews twice. You're done. Yeah, bing and bong. You out of here. I personally, I, I know people like all... Oh, Kanye needs help. Kanye did, did like not trying to be funny. Kanye bank account go up every year. I think he's perfectly healthy. Yeah. I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Yeah, he's a rabble rouser. He, he wants- called Chris Jenner Chris Jones. <laughs> Kanye knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He told Puff, "I'm screenshotting everything you text me." Right, and then screenshot everything. He Puff said, texted. "He said, tell the Jewish man that told you to text me that you can't tell me what to do." Yo. He was going off in a one joint just for no reason. And Anna's boots was trash. <laughs> <laughs> he told the nigga, the nigga Tremaine, the nigga Tremaine. Embry, I got on a Tremaine Embry hat too. The That's nigga funny. Tremaine. But not, it's a Virgil hat, but yeah. this is a quote from Tremaine. The nigga Tremaine text Puff and he, I mean, text uh, Kanye and he said, good to hear from you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was the opening text. <laughs> Good to hear from you, bitch. <laughs> I personally get a kick out of Kanye. This shit is hilarious. When he man. go into them jaws, it's just funny. You have to laugh at it. nigga told Tremaine, he said, man, he said, that's the problem with black people. We too caught up on symbolism. All we own is motherfucking, uh, is, is, is the word nigga, breeds, and drip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Say real estate is real estate is power. Family is power. Sunset is power. Yo. Ownership is power. Niggas don't own shit. You know it's... what I'm rewatching? Black as fuck. Oh my Netflix. god! I'm rewatching it. Yo, I watched the first episode again last night. Well, I watched the first three last night, but the first one, I was fucking yo. The, the shit with his assistant. Uh. He was like, yo, this motherfucker works for me. How the fuck does he have the gaze? <laughs> <laughs> They went to dinner with the white couple, and the white couple was like, oh, shit, your daughter has purple hair. What? Lid? The daughter husband was like, Lid? He was like, no, no, Liddy. Liddy! <laughs> <laughs> he looking at his wife like, see this shit? And he's like, he said to, um, some, some, yeah, no, we could just take care of the bill. You know, money ain't a thing. You know, hip-hop shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they were fucking hilarious. And it's like, yo... He's not lying because they talked about it there where it's just like why he dresses the way he dresses. Right. And it's like, he's like, yo, you think this shit is easy? This shit is hard work. He's like, it's hard. You got to be online for all these drops. You know what I'm saying? You know what this shit is like? You got to go Mr. Porter. Then you got to go something else. Don't if you miss Mr. Porter, you got to go to Matches. He's like, don't let Matches not have what you want because you got to go to Farfetch. Farfetch, bro. That's just like the fucking dark web. <laughs> <laughs> And it made me think of you, because yeah. how you be snapping to Judd is like, yo, he's not lying. He's like, yo, he's like, at the end of the day, that shit comes from back then, because mm-hmm. of slavery, where it's like, yo, Sunday's best. And it's like, like again, going to the, bringing it full circle, going to the Kevin Hart show, where like, white people go to sporting events, and they go to the comedy show. They don't feel the need to... Yeah, to it's, no, it's no drip or drown. No, nah, it ain't There's don't no feel, gunner record playing in the back of nah, their fucking head. No, nah, ain't nobody pushing P. They don't, <laughs> they, they don't resonate for them. 
But we go out and it's just like, dog, I told you, I've seen situations where a motherfucker walking somewhere and ain't realize, like, oh, it's popping this joint, I'll be back. What you doing? I gotta go get my jewelry. Right. What? It's too much going on. In too this much young. going on. In I'm this naked. Young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be out here naked. Be a fresh shirt. Yeah. My fucking Audemars, nigga. Yeah. What it's looking like in there? Some, there's some things in there. It's alright in this joint. I got my senses. I'm, I'm gonna go home and check. I'll be back. <laughs> Real shit. Come back with some Lueve on. Yeah. <laughs> Drip hand yeah. and tough. Purple label. <laughs> I've been waiting the way it is. See no, no, this black label actually. Yeah, it's like, like a step above. Like, yo. dog. So it's like, yeah, that shit is the truth. That's what we own is drip, drip, drip swag. The word nigga and breeds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not lying. But I personally get a kick out of Kanye when he starts Kanye. Oh man, it's funny. It's the me. best. It's the best. <laughs> That's but here go the crazy part. His rants and his nonsense. You know what that was? You know what that used to be? Social media. Mm-hmm. That's what it used to be. You remember when you would see a motherfucker halfway through a rant and you go look and it's 160 pin tweets <laughs> where it's like, oh, this is a whole. Let me let me read all of this. That was what it was. We became famous off some of them stupid ass rants, mm-hmm. just going on a motherfucker or yep. just going on a thing. That was what social now everybody's so cool and social media is a is a uh, is a monetization tool and an enhancement tool to whatever you're doing that now everybody's tiptoeing around social media and not using it for like its original in, intent uh intention which was expression. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a form of free expression and connection with people that you knew and sometimes people that you didn't know um in an open forum where there, where there was no rules cuz it was the internet and now with fucking they you basically remember when nerd was one of the funniest motherfuckers on twitter nerd get cursed out weekly now mm-hmm. because it's just a different place yeah nobody has a sense of humor no the shit that used to be hilarious to us you can't even tweet no more yeah. i'm kind of glad my old twitter is gone because the damn now i can start a freshman if <laughs> right, i want exactly. so i never have to worry about <laughs> none of them dumbass tweets coming back because there were tweets where it was just like you can't even explain it, but it's hilarious. Yeah, because everything is out of context. Yo. Everything is out of context. Everything. I remember tweeting that dykes keep their dildo on the key hook before they go out the house. They <laughs> gr- <laughs> like it's stupid shit that makes yeah, zero sense. I had a joke that said dykes uh, where they, uh, I said elite dykes where they um, dildo in an armpit holster like Elliot Ness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But it was funny. <laughs> Kyle said when dykes take pictures, they lean on a dildo like the planner's man. That's <laughs> like, what? But that was funny for 2009. That ain't funny no more. <laughs> but at the time, it was hilarious. But you can't even do... Do you remember T-Cap? We used to have uh, a fucking ball during that shit. They won't even put that on air no more. Nope. I, I, tell me if you think this is funny. Cause I was writing, just writing shit the other day. Cause I'm thinking about this shit, and I'm thinking about how how mad my grandfather was when I got a dog. Okay. And he was like mad at me, and he was like, "What the fuck did you get a dog for?" And I'm like, "You know, it's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he got beef with dogs." And I was like, "It's a rescue dog." And he was like, "What? Like, something happened to you to rescue you?" I'm like. I'm not. What the fuck do you think me and this dog about to be doing? I'm like, fuck no. And I remember telling him this. He was just like so just like upset at me having a dog. And then I thought about it like, damn, my grandfather's 90 years old. 
old black people. Yeah, their relationship and, with and dogs, dogs is, is a severed. Yeah. I'm like, there's no therapy or Yamla Van Zant that could fix that. And I, I just to myself started cracking up. Like, could you imagine turning on like intervention or Yamla Van Zant and seeing an old black man and a German shepherd? <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like television would end. <laughs> like there would be no more TV. You would not be able to get that shit off. But the thought of it would be absolutely hilarious. No, that Jerry Springer no. <laughs> What the fuck you mean? You're black, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't be with no nigger. My family hates niggers. <laughs> I was watching the joint the other day where he had the Ku Klux Klan on. You know how he goes to the questions? He has he get a microphone to the one black dude. Black dude's like, he's like, yeah, I don't got a question. I just want to punch him in the fucking face. Jerry's like, well, go down there. See what it gets you, Tyrone. You can't get none of that shit You can't get none of that shit off. Yo, I, I was just watching the joint. A clip came up. It was, the kid was in school. they like, what do a uh, move sound like? Like, move. They're like, so what do a pig sound like? Raise your hands, you black. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hands, you black. Raise your hands, you black son of a bitch. <laughs> hands. Hands. You see those hands? Hands. Yo. Oh, shit. You can't get none of that shit off no more. Paul Booty was like, did you see... They had little kids and they put them in front of little puppies. They had a black puppy and a white puppy and they asked the kid questions on CBS. They did like a Dateline special or whatever. He's like, did any of y'all see that shit? He was like, it was the most ridiculous shit I ever seen on television. They had little kids sitting there with a black puppy and a white puppy and they would ask them stupid ass questions like, what dog do you think would bite you? And the kids all crying and shit like... The black one? He was like, hmm. He's like, I wish they would have let me in and asked them kids some questions. He's like, which dog looks like a serial killer? He <laughs> <laughs> said, which dog tell lies, lock all the people up, then become president and keep all the money? The white one? <laughs> Just complete idiot. But yeah, man, that shit real. It's like the things that we saw back in the day. You can't see none of it no more. Hell no. They just changed everything. Just, so people like those rants where Kanye, you get out of there quick. We're like back in the day, that was like the, that was just normal. Yeah. If you, if you adhere to it, you do. If you don't, it's just, okay, it's just over there. But right. we've reached a point where you can't speak if it's not in the confines of what we deem acceptable. Yeah. Like you said a couple weeks ago on Patreon, I was like, you could show a motherfucker anything. You can't say shit. No, no. You can't say nothing. No. Oh, you mean you thought about this and then verbalized it? You're out of here. Yeah. Man, I think all the sayings I used to say back in the day, I can't say none of them, Jones. No. No. Yo, my homie has the funniest, I guess it's called a, like a pickup line, but it's really sexual harassment. Okay. This motherfucker, asked, this motherfucker asked this girl in 2001. He said, yeah, you ever heard of a BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato? She said, yeah. He said, well, I got a BLD, a big, long dick. <laughs> You will go to jail. You will go to jail. <laughs> that is sexual harassment. Like, because it literally it does. It's absurd. <laughs> it is absurd. It, it literally has nothing to do with the BLT. No, there's just... no connection. <laughs> There's, like no, the there's no bacon, there's no lettuce. Like, I thought it was going to be like a play on BLT <laughs> no. or something. Yeah, like, I just... Uh, so call it a switcheroo. That's what they call Yo. it. Yo. If 
funniest joint I ever seen. The boy was like a big boy. He said he cracked on the chick. And she was like, oh, you ain't you ain't my type. I'm in the fitness. He was like, well, yeah, I'm trying to fit this dick. <laughs> <It's fucking nuts. laughs> I'm in the fitness. <laughs> but yeah, man, the world is just it's just different now. And it's like, yeah, Kanye's crazy, but that's kind of what made the world. Could you imagine idiot mean with a Twitter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's just normal. Hitler with a Twitter, right? Yeah, we saw what Trump with a Twitter looked yeah, like. Trump with a Twitter was crazy as shit. <laughs> Free Trump, bring Trump back. Trump said he got another run in him too. Hey man, I'm here for it. Trump said he. he said, I'm he might he, had the most black people vote for him ever. Trump that shit gonna be crazy. <laughs> You ain't coming back. You gonna see mad MAGA hats at the motherfucking <laughs> pools, dog. Black black man red hat. Black man red with free PUA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> free, free pool. What you have over there about cities? Oh, real quick, before we get into the second act of the show, we got I got some like city trends and stuff. Something I saw on CNBC that was really like kind of like eye opening. Uh, but real quick, shout out to our sponsor. Uh, Money Lovers. Uh, Money Lovers is a romantic crime thriller focusing on cryptocurrency thieves. In this film by Kyrie Terrell, you'll see a ruthless female hacker and a savvy detective go head-to-head only to fall in love and have to choose money or love. Stars include Tiffany D. McLoy, Francisco Joseph, Marco Rosario, Melissa Mahal Sheik, uh, Nikki G. Hewitt, Richard Porter Nunez, and Kyrie Terrell himself. Uh, get your tickets at moneylovers.eventbrite.com. The premiere event is going to be Thursday, 1027, and then we coming right back Friday, 1028. Uh, again, to get the tickets today, moneylovers.eventbrite.com. I want to see plenty of people from TRP Nation pulling up. Make sure y'all throw up on social media. Tag me so I can repost y'all um, on the gram, Twitter, whatever, whatever, with y'all tickets so that I know y'all going to be in the building. I'm going to be in the building. Matt's probably not, but I'll be in the building. No, I'm coming. I'm coming. All right, Matt's coming. Me and Matt are in the building. You know what I'm saying? Let's clap it up for that. And uh, shout out Kyrie Terrell, the whole Focus Studios team um, for always supporting us, always rocking with us, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. TRPE money lovers. So uh, let me put this little timestamp in. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, so I saw something the other day on uh, Twitter. It was basically like, you know, under like the trending section or whatever like that. And it was ta- it was uh, from uh, CNBC, the source is homebuyer.com. And um, it was the the top five cheapest states to buy a house in 2022. And then from there, it kind of spawned some other trends or whatever about least popular places to move, median income, and blah, blah, blah. So I just thought it was real interesting, and I saved it. So it says, these are the top five cheapest states to buy a house in 2022. Iowa, median home price, 147.8. Income to mortgage ratio, 10.6%. Indiana, median home price, 141.7. Income to mortgage rate, 11.02%. Ohio, uh, median home price, 145.7. Income to mortgage ratio, 11%. Nebraska, 155.8. Income to mortgage ratio, 11.19. And then Kansas, 151.9. Income to mortgage ratio, 11.19%. This is interesting because these are all middle America, basically red states, um, where you have endless land, endless potential development or whatever, but they're not on like a main urban hub or whatever. So it basically illustrates the point that there's the North Northeast, there's the Southeast, which is, uh, you know, North Carolina, S- South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Northeast quadrant being New York, PA, um, New Jersey, the stronghold there. 
Then you have California, Texas, and then there's the rest of the fucking country. Yeah. And none of that, sh- and Chicago. None of the rest of this shit really matters. Because there isn't enough, one, population, there isn't enough um, economic um, viability, <laughs> and there's not enough money flowing through these, uh, you know, communities and stuff in order to, in, in establishment, in order to command the same type of, like, home prices that you have in Nigga, New was, York and New Jersey and PA and California. I was Idaho. The most expensive property for sale in Idaho was, like, $14 million. Yeah, in the whole state. I'm like, that's a condo in Miami. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like you spend oh, that Miami, you got to dig you're on your floor. That's <laughs> on the 14th floor. You're not even real shit. You ain't even got that high. <laughs> yeah, so it, just, it was very interesting to see. Um, and it just basically illustrates the point that it's like you have, you know, four or five quadrants, um, four regions, rather, of the country. Um, and then everywhere else is just kind of like just people. You know what I'm saying? And this is kind of. I'm sorry, 19 million. 19 million, okay. 19 million is the uh, 10,000 square foot home in Ketchum, Idaho. Ketchum, Idaho. Never heard of Ketchum, Idaho. I, they, 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 I, it sounds like they be catching them out there, and, and yeah. I, I don't want to go out there. Yeah, but it's like nobody wants to live in these places because it's, a, it's not enough fucking, you know, development and shit like that. And then you see places like fucking Provo, Utah, and Park City, Utah, and Salt Lake City having all of this fucking new urban development and technology and focus on, like, renewable energy and this, 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 and this because you want to attract people to come where you are, where there's great tax benefits and corporate benefits and shit like that because if, there's, if it ain't popping, the average person, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, or other, don't want to live there. Like if it ain't shit else going on, if it ain't no, you know, no, no high quality of life as far as nightlife and restaurants and travel. And then, you know, the emphasis on social media and all that people don't even want to live in these fucking places uh, and, and they you don't. A, you get a winter run with the, with the snow. Like, I don't even understand how this is possible, but the home that we just talked about and catch them 10,000 yeah. square feet. That's the most expensive home for sale in Idaho. Yeah. The most expensive condo for sale in Miami. How much is it? Fifty-two million. You're close, boy. Fifty-nine. <laughs> Fifty-nine million. Penthouse fifty-one, fifty-two at the three thousand square feet. At three thousand, nigga. The estates at Aqualina is truly a sight to behold. Located on the sand in Sunny Isles Beach, this massive residence features seventeen thousand square feet of indoor space. Another thirty-one hundred outdoor space. Holy shit. Yo, 22,000 square <laughs> feet in a condo. What the fuck kind of condo? 60 mil. 60 of them things. Damn, that ain't no goddamn. Yeah, no Looking down 646 feet, so you basically got the 60 penthouse. Feet, yeah, penthouse, 64th yeah. floor, whatever, whatever. 360 degree view of Miami, 20 foot ceilings throughout. Um, oh, you got the whole floor. Basically. Yeah. The estates have everything imaginable. 45,000 square feet of amenities, ice skating, bowling, Rolls Royce house club, house car, beach club, and so much more. You no, know, I think what you call it in that building? Grand Cardone. Uh, somebody in there. No, I, see, I think I've seen, I I seen them in that joint. You said that's in Sunny Isles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Grand Cardone live in that joint. 22,000 <laughs> square foot condo. <laughs> Shit. My condo is. Twelve, <laughs> right. and we be in that joint. Chill, right? Imagine Shit. if you had twenty, 20 times that. Yeah, twenty this, of them. This is on like a stack, stack of some change. Oh, like not trying to be funny. A big ass house is like six thousand. Yeah, that's a big house. Yeah, twenty thousand in a condo is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's nuts, bro. That's insanity. Shit, I don't even. Th- I didn't even think that was possible. Well, 
25 more trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, congrats to us today. Yeah, man. congratulations to us, man. We are officially in business, DJMC Global. We can make the announcement and all that cool shit now. Uh, we're officially in business. We're in a trucking business. You know what I mean? We just got approved for six figures of funding um, to acquire our first truck. Um, had a great conversation with the lender today. They gave me some like tips and tricks, some little ins and outs, little insider information and everything. Um, explained to her that, you know, I'm like a 15 year person that been in business, been in the bar business, entertainment business, nightlife, this, this, and this, and this, uh, you know, clothing, all this different shit. So I'm like a serial entrepreneur. Um, so, you know, I understand business also explained that I have partners that are CDL, uh, drivers that are worked in transportation logistics and this and this and this. And she's like, Oh, you'll be great. Like, so it's basically like, you know, they're laying, they laid the blueprint from the rip. Like, yo, you can go get whatever fuck you want. Like essentially, we're like, going you, shopping this yeah, week. we're going shopping this week. So, um, we'll be f- hopefully fully functional operational by November 1st. That's the goal. Um, you know, which was the original target that we had, get these trucks on the road, get another one in like 30 to 45 days. And then just, you know, continue That's the to part I love the most about the, the approval. It wasn't just like a, look, we're going to look out. Yeah. You, you know, you know, some of them approvals, like, you know, when you get an approval, but it's sketchy, it's like, look, we weren't supposed to do this. Right. All right. But you, you a good guy. Like, when they start <laughs> right. telling you about yourself, I like you a lot. All right. Yeah, my, my M&T guy. Don't yeah. fuck this up. I wasn't yeah. supposed to get a second car note after paying nine payments on the first car note. No. He like, let's see coming off. Yeah, when they start this, this comes in. Coming Thursday, I'm by myself. <laughs> this, this is the one right no here. No oversight. This is the, one, this is the one right here. Look, man, shoot me straight. All right. <laughs> don't, go, don't fuck this shit up, man. Can you afford this? Don't man. make me like an asshole, man, because I'm looking at your shit, man. You have 49% debt to income ratio. 49, man. 30 is like the benchmark, man. Yo. What the fuck is going on? Talk so, to me. So, shout out to us, man, for everything we've done credit-wise and talked about on the show. You know, shit actually somehow proof. work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got approved tier one. The lady was like, yo, listen, you get this, John, 30 days, come back, bust you. Like, it just no rap. And it's just yeah. like, that's cool. You know what I mean? So, you know, some big things. We might, we might Dan going to put together an ebook. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, it, 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 it feels good. It's just like... All right, cool. Now we we've crossed this mile yeah. milestone. Let's do some. Yeah, this this uh, idea that we essentially had four months ago that formulated on this show right here has turned is bearing fruit now. Like it's you know it's turned into something, and it's basically a thing where it's like yo, they li- literally let us know like yo within four or five days, y'all ready to go? Y'all got all y'all ducks in a row? Four or five days, we ready to you know what I'm saying? We had y'all a truck like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We can have this whole thing complete. You had your truck on a truck coming to you. You right. know what I mean? Gave us some resources on where to find them and everything like that. Uh, we pretty much got guaranteed work from day one. You know, uh, you know, if everything still was what it was when we first talked about this, uh, we got guaranteed work from day one, not to mention all the other sources. And our goal is to hit the ground running and just really rock out, you know, 30 days in a row for the, uh, with this initial, you know, thing, man. And, and patience. Uh, yeah. Patience is everything. A lot of y'all would have gave up at the... Oh yeah, patience. Shit, I I, I gave up. <laughs> <laughs> I gave up. Gotta have patience. So yeah, look cool. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Look yeah. cool, feel cool, pretty pretty. Roger, decent. if you're listening, let's get on these graphics, baby. These decals. Yeah, yeah, you know definitely gotta, gotta get, get that started shit with done. that. 
Uh, we uh, can- shout out my girl, man. Um, we had like a big uh, milestone for her business this week. I'm like a silent partner investor mm-hmm. in her business, SLX Studio. Um, she's got her, her new retail space open up in Havertown, PA. Uh, y'all can follow the Instagram at SLX Studio. We got billboards running right now for her business um, down at Citizens Bank Park and in Crumlin, PA. We got three billboards total running. It's already ran probably like 100-something times or whatever today. It's going to be running until um, – the 19th of October. So I got a 10-day campaign going on right now with that. So y'all see this SLX billboard with my beautiful uh, brown queen on there. Make sure y'all snap a picture of it. Uh, tag the page on Instagram at SLX Studio. Um, they'll share it. And um, she got some booking specials going on right now for um, all the different services. Waxing, um, brows, lashes, facials, and pretty much anything involving skin. Um, she's, you know, doing work for that, man. So shout out to her, baby. I'm proud of you. This is like a big milestone for that. Um, yeah, man. So it's like everybody's like business stuff is like coming together right now, man. It's like yeah, cause, 10, uh, 10 was a good day. Yeah, because trust me, the, the bills, they come together. <laughs> they come together like Voltron on yeah. this motherfucker. But, um, yeah, no, nah, it's cool. It's decent. And like I said, we we can, like, document it. That's the, cool, yeah. the coolest part, like being able to document the whole process of it and, you know, just getting it all done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. But uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So uh, these other trends or whatever, one just kind of led into the other. So they then they had the, the 10 least popular states to move in 2022. To move into. To move into in 2022, which actually were not the states where the top, the top five cheapest houses were. Uh, number one, what do you think number one was? Of a, Give it to me again now. 10 least oh. popular states to move to. 10 least popular states to move to. Number one. Chicago. Wyoming. First off, Chicago was in a state. Illinois. Uh, Illinois is there. Wyoming. No. Okay. Wyoming is not on the list. Wow. Not on the top 10. Of places to not move oh, to? Not move 10 to? least popular places. Uh, places you don't want to move to. Not on the list. Wow. Arkansas. Not on the list. Alaska? Not on the list. Okay, what's number one? Iowa. New Jersey. I was close. I said Pennsylvania. Yeah, New Jersey. Number two, California. Uh, which we've seen about 500,000 people have moved out of California in the last three years. Uh, number three was Illinois. So Daniel was close. Number four, New York. The highest fucking earned income taxes in the union under the Biden plan is like 55.8% or some shit like that. Miserable place to live. Damn, really? 55.8%. Yeah, they said Kyrie 30 million was only like 14.5. Yes, that's a fact. California is second, 52-something percent. So we moved to these places. We still going to live here. You got to be, you got to, I mean, no, the whole key is to be a Florida resident. Yeah. Because, or a Texas resident, because it's no, uh, no state taxes and it's no corporate taxes. That's the whole goal. Yeah. So number five was Connecticut. Number six, Utah. That kind of surprised me. Number seven, Maryland. Number eight, Rhode Island. Nine, Louisiana, which Louisiana stinks. And number 10, Virginia. Commonwealth. Virginia? What's wrong with Virginia? Uh, the, there's a rising cost of living in Virginia right now, especially northern Virginia, because of um, Amazon has a hub down there, I think, in um, Ar- one of the A's, Arlington or Alexandria or whatever. Okay. They got a real big hub, so they're, they've re- significantly raised the property value. Um, and kind of kind of killing the quality of life for a lot of people that uh, live down there. My sister is actually moving. My sister Jade is moving to Arlington, 
this week on Saturday. She's got a new job. Um, she got her MHS um, from uh, from Temple, whatever, her undergrad from Drexel. So she's got a job down there. She's moving down there because the human services jobs in the DMV pay $30,000 more a year than they do in Pennsylvania. So at least if she moves there, she can afford her student loan payments and all of that shit or whatever. And then my brother's there too. So she got like a, you know, my brother and his family is there, him and his wife, Tanya and, um, my nephew, uh, Aiden, they're there. So she has like a support system of people that's, you know, right there for okay, or whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, but overall for the people that aren't, you know, my brother makes six figures, so he don't give a fuck, but the people that were, you know, making these meager salaries and shit, they're getting priced out of being able to live in Northern Virginia, like right there on the DC borderline. Right, right, right. So that's like, you know, quality of life is dropping. Um, it says another Joan, eight cities where at least half of the millennials can't afford to rent a one bedroom apartment. Eight cities? Eight cities. What, what do you New think York? some of the cities Man, are? Got me uh, yes, New York, New York, New York, and they they bundled New York and Newark because apparently Newark is New York Junior, so it's yeah, the I same rent prices. Uh, New York, um, you gotta be Cali, San Fran, San Fran. Yep. It's cities, not states. Oh, cities. You've been on flip sides both times. It's Los Angeles now. slash Long Beach. Figured that. Um, I'm gonna go California, but Dan is right because California is heavy on the list. It's more. It's multiple places. Oh no, California. no, no. But I'm just saying we're saying yeah. cities, right? Um. San Fran, I want to say. You got to go South Beach. South Beach, yep. Makes sense. Um, you know what surprised me? Orlando. I, I, I swear to God, I was thinking Orlando Orlando or and Kissimmee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you call it? Airbnb game is heavy down there. Heavy yeah. down there. My parents got an Airbnb. My dad and his uh, wife got an Airbnb uh, down there in Davidson. Is Austin on the list? Austin is not on the list. Austin is still affordable. Okay. California has five cities on this list. San Diego on there? Diego's on there. Diego on there. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Fran, Burbank? San Jose. Ah, San Jose. And Riverside slash San Bernardino. Uh, uh, King of Birds was talking about how Riverside has been gentrified. Yeah, yeah. See, have you been to fucking Riverside lately? (laughs) (laughs) Riverside, motherfucker. Right. Um... Yeah, so it's like so the average salaries um, that are so annual income needed to rent a one bedroom versus the annual income of the millennial renters. Okay, L.A. It's double. The people are making thirty six six. You got to make seventy two six in order to qualify for an apartment. Miami, they're making thirty one four. You got to make fifty two to qualify for an average one bedroom apartment. Diego, fifty one eight eight five is the average salary. 60, almost 70,000 is what you need to make in order to qualify. Orlando, it's a little bit closer, but it's still pretty bad. 30,000 compared to 49,000 needed. Riverside is 31,000 compared to 48,000 needed. Uh, San Jose is off the charts. Average salary is 68,000. So people are making a lot of money, but the salary you need to rent an apartment one one oh six five twenty. Damn for one bedroom for a one bedroom they, apartment. They, they apartments are so fucking expensive out there. Like you figure, like a one bedroom here, average Philadelphia. I was gonna say probably around like fourteen, fifteen, maybe. Yeah. Out there, average one bedroom is like thirty fucking five. Because like, it's the uh, the uh, the Silicon Valley effect yeah. of oh, being yeah, in yeah. Northern California, San Jose. Because people were moving there to avoid oh, the immediate. Yeah, we want to smack Metro of San Francisco, they're higher than San Fran. 
In San Fran, people are making 63000 a year. You got to make a bean on average to yeah, afford that, a one-bedroom apartment. Man, that's that Newark Manhattan thing, too. Like, well, y'all want to yep. keep running over there? And Newark Manhattan, even with the rent control, people making 45000 you still got to make seventy two to get an apartment. It's rough out here. Rough out this zone, bro. Craziness. And then these, the final graphic was you need to earn more than 80000 to make ends meet in these five states. You need to make more than 80000 Just to make ends meet. For all states? For these five states. New York. New York. Cali. Cali. Texas. Texas no, not Texas on the list. Texas wouldn't be on there. Five states. New York. Cali. Florida. Florida's not on the list. Really? No. Well, yeah, as a whole Florida. We yeah. Can't look yeah, because you, yeah, you, you got, got two uh, metros, and then you got, yeah, you got Alabama. Right. <laughs> um, trying to think. D.C.? New York and Cali are back to back. They're two and three. They're not even number one. They're not number one. Washington? No. Two of them you it's just so far out, you're not gonna guess it. Statewise? Statewise. Nevada? No, you can, no, you can survive in Nevada on sucking dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turn some tricks. <laughs> Turn some tricks. Hit a fucking um, hit a hit a hit a parlay or hit a fucking hit a fucking slot machine. Like you back in the game. You know what I'm saying? I sucked two dicks. Took that eight. I put that on the fucking Eagles. They did they. <laughs> back in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm two dicks in a parlay. Yeah, two dicks in a parlay, bitch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Someone stop killing y'all with the suspense. Hawaii, okay, Alaska, which Dan said earlier, and Massachusetts. I wanted to say one of them Rhode Island ass places, yeah. but yeah, Hawaii. You need to make the average living wage threshold is one hundred and thirty three thousand a year because it's all tourist shit. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you could charge everything is for everything. Up. Yeah. yeah. Play, play the pig, nigga. Twenty five dollars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. New York is one hundred two. Cali is ninety five. Massachusetts eighty six. And Alaska is eighty five. Right. So basically, it's like if you can't if you can't come to Alaska, don't bring your broke ass to Alaska. You know what I'm saying? They got twenty four hours of daylight. They got extended winter, but apparently, like you know, it's expensive as hell to live out there, Joe. Interesting place. I know somebody that was actually uh, doing travel nursing in fucking Alaska. I do want to go though, just to experience it. Gotta go. Twenty four hours. Gotta go. Yeah, I would. The fact that it's the United States, considering its positioning geographically, is just crazy to me. Like fucking somebody. One of my homies was trying to order a car. He was talking. He was so down bad. He's trying to order this Porsche. He's talking to a dealer in Alaska. (laughs) I'm like, nigga, how are you going to get the car to Pennsylvania? I didn't figure that out yet. Uh, cargo ship. Yeah, I said. I said, but how are you going to get it across like the Barren Strait? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> how are you going to get it to the continental United States? I mean, they they, they, they to put on a cargo ship. Yeah, they running liners and shit. You know what I'm saying? The, um, but he didn't know. Like, <laughs> like nigga, you gonna be you gonna spend nine thousand dollars in transport fees? It is kind of crazy that people just live in a like. Do 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 you ever had them feelings when you go other places and see people like living? Yeah, be like, damn, y'all really live here. Like, that's how I felt being overseas and shit. Like, being in the Middle East. Like, damn, it's, these people really just live here. Yeah, for sure. Like, this I is, feel like the people that live, like, on Ocean Drive. I can see you living in Florida and Miami. Right. But right there, like, how do you just come outside? Just... Shit, Versace was doing it. Definitely was you know just, just kicking it. Oh, he was yeah. tricking, though. 
He get them boys up. He get them boys. That was prime boy area. Come on in here, boy. Niggas don't take that serious. Looking at them boys. You gonna sit on the step? Yeah, you a nice little boy. Come on in here. See this gold, these gold flakes. These gold fixtures. Man. Make you something to eat. Get you a frittata. Got anything else you want to throw out there? Nah, not really, man. Um, it's been an interesting week. Uh, we're off to a good start. I was feeling so good. I was like, nah, let's get a show in the day. Yeah, he's you know what I'm saying? Let's go ahead and get this get this on, man. Uh, I'm shooting to the Midwest tomorrow. I'll be back in a few days. Uh, handle some business in uh, Detroit. They call me Midwest C. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll be back. Oh, yeah, Chad is executive producing my book, my re-release. Okay. That's a fact. What was the name of it? Uh, the Charges of the Game. I think I changed the name because somebody had charged <laughs> the game. But basically the same. Charged up. Charged up. Okay. If somebody had charged the game. Okay. When I tried to get my ISDN number, whatever that was, couldn't use it. So okay. Changed it to charge. Yeah, we're going to be doing a re-release. Uh, we're going to do a pre-release uh, through Patreon for the TRPE. Uh, yeah. Nation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's going to be coming soon. We're just getting a proofreader to go through, re-edit the book, struck, restructure it for us. Put, we're going to put that back out. Um. Yeah, I think that's it for right now, man. Um, it's been a lot of positive momentum, man. I want to give it up for us. Yeah. Say thank y'all, brothers, for uh, you know for, for staying patient, staying in the game with me while we get this thing done, and for the DMs of encouragement. They're like, yo, I can't wait till y'all get on. Like, yo, wait till. Da, da, da. Yeah, I, 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 people like us, man. Yeah, it, it blows my mind all the time. You know what it is? We don't bullshit people. Yo, I, I had a conversation with somebody maybe about. About a week and a half ago at this point, I didn't bring it up in none of the previous shows, but you said it now. And she was like, she does, wants to do podcasts and whatever, whatever, and she does it or whatever. She's been on a couple with her friends or whatever. And I, you know, she was like, y'all just have a, 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 a there's something about y'all that like, like she's like, all my friends go crazy when y'all drop a show and everybody listens to y'all and be like, yo, they're so good at this and this. And I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you, yo, like you kind of just gotta be like. Real. Like you just have to be like yourself. Yeah. Like whatever yourself. There are people who fucking hate me. That's okay. Because <laughs> right. there are people who love me. You know what I'm saying? And that and that, but this is the thing. We again like the whole Twitter shit, like social media. We have this shit now where it's like everybody has to like what you're saying. Or yeah. every, and that's not reality. Reality is like Patrice O'Neill said it best. When I speak, half the room is supposed to be enamored, half the room is supposed to be mortified. Yeah. That's the only way. Shocking all. That's the only way. Half the people are supposed to love you, half of them are supposed to hate you. It's the only way to have balance. Mm-hmm. And it's like we go through life now telling ourselves like, oh, I got to be cookie cutter and I got to say the right thing. And it just, it's just not going to no. break through like that. I tell everybody, be like, because people ask me all the time, like, yo, you want to come talk to the kids at the school? And I'd be like, I'll come. Yeah. And I'm not lying to them. That's the reason why, to me, the kids is just outrageous now. It's like, they kids are geniuses. They're brilliant. They're smart. They finally figured out to where it's like, yo, I'm probably not going to be the president. Like, you know what I'm saying? So having <laughs> right. me in a room when I'm fucking nine and telling me to write an essay about what it'd be like to be the president is just bullshit because there are only 46 of them in the history of the American earth. 33 people in this class. Yeah. I'm not going to be <laughs> right. the president. But the reality is, is you could get a CDL and start a trucking company. You, you like sticking the fork in the fucking socket. You could be an electrician, right. a master electrician and make $250,000 a year. You like doing hair. You should look into going into the, like we lie to these kids yeah. and tell them that they need to learn algebra and who was the 18th president instead of just being all the way real with them. And 
that's just kind of how it is in life now. Like I watch, even at that revolt summit, I watch motherfuckers where it's like, I know that's not his real speaking voice. Right. I know that. You know how I know? Because the nigga came off the stage and was trying to get at the little bitch. He walked right past me. No, we can slide up with some drinks tonight. Have a good ass time. I heard him say that. I'm like, hey, hey guys, how you doing? That is not the voice you use on stage. So that's why the fuck is not relatable. It's like when Dave Chappelle was like, you ever catch somebody being fake and then you be on some fake shit with him? Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, man, what's up? Hey, man. You be on some fake shit with him? <laughs> this is what we doing. Like, yo, like, this is my real voice. These are my real thoughts. Yeah. This is what I really think, how I really feel. The same way I talk in the show is the same way I talk in real life. And I don't know how to change that. I yeah. don't know how to flip that. Like, the same way I'm goofy and play around, I do it on here. I do it in real life. I'm never going to come up here and sit and be like, yeah, I'm a thoroughness motherfucker. Because I'm not. Yeah. I joke around and play around all fucking day. You know what I did yesterday? I made fucking uh, sliders. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did yesterday. Right. I didn't bust a brick. <laughs> I fucking made sliders. You bust but, Hawaiian rolls. Yeah, I bust them Hawaiian rolls. I was like, but people had this thing where it's just like they 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 get in front of people and it's like, let me turn the, the let me mm-hmm. illuminate the show. And it's like sometimes you just don't need to do that. Sometimes you are the illumination. And I've realized that over years where me talking is just it's better than some people. You talking is just better than people. Dan being Dan is just think about how motherfuckers like, no, I like the way y'all did before, but Dan on it. Cause Dan being himself, this ain't no gimmick. This ain't no act. Yeah. And I watch people, especially in media where it's just like the camera come on and I'm somebody I wasn't. Yeah, here come all the fake shit. Here come all the nonsense. Yo, you know what I found out this weekend? Shout out my man V, um, formerly a Mirage. He's now one of the GMs at Dell Frisco's. I got to, we got to slide down there and go get some dinner and go to Dell's. I haven't been in Dell's in a minute. He told me, we have a huge, huge, unquantifiable following on TikTok. Who? Us. What do you mean? People are taking clips from our show, five, seven seconds, 20 seconds, whatever, whatever, chopping it up and posting it on TikTok and reacting to shit that we say on the show. Oh, I got to see this. He does not follow us on TikTok, yeah. but he constantly is seeing stuff from our show with us, whatever, whatever, and people remixing it or reposting, blah, blah, blah. But the problem on TikTok is people don't tag you don't to nothing. You. So you don't, so we're not getting like the notifications or the traffic, but we are huge on TikTok. That's interesting. So that's why we just like, like, like Goldie said, we just got to keep posting and just keep feeding fucking TikTok because you never like know. Like One Punch say too. Shout out. Yo, One Punch. <laughs> Let me tell you. One Punch is the GOAT. Was One Punch at the show right Of course. (laughs) We on the floor. You know you on. It's a comedy show. So it ain't like a nightclub or like how we be in the lounge at the 60s. Like everybody's sitting down. The show had already. Like Joey Wells is already on the mic. One Punch come in with his couple of people, whatever. And you know, he walking slow to see who, who. And he looked over and see me. My guy always on the scene. Like I said the other night, he reached out, shook my hand, was like, let me make my way. I'll be back. And uh, we burst out laughing. I was like, you'll be back. <laughs> like, like, we had a comedy show. Like, I'm you don't sit on stage. Like, you don't go to your seat and sit down. That nigga said it like we was in a club. Like, well, let me not be back. Yo, one punch the goat, man. One punch is my dog. Man, he was out in Vegas for Floyd last fight, getting interviewed on the red carpet. Duh. One punch <laughs> is the goat. That nigga did that shit right. Like, my God, like I said the other night, you always where you need to be at. Let me go up here. I'll, I'll be back. And what? <laughs> everywhere news. Shout out One oh. Punch. Everywhere news. Oh, my no. shit. Oh, my shit. 
Yeah, but I'm like, mind you, everyone is sitting down. Yes. The only people standing are the events that <laughs> seeing people to their seats. He was like, I'll be back. Let me go up here and figure out. I'll be, I'll be back. I was like, yo, One Punch is crazy. The GOAT. He's the GOAT. He was like in the first row. Like, One Punch is just everywhere. Like, that's my dog. I fucks with him, man. Good dude. But yeah, man, uh, like I said, just like he said it, though. He, and, and One Punch said it the other night perfectly. Like, just being yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just being yourself. Sometimes just being yourself is enough. It might take a while. People got to, you know, they, you might have to go through the nonsense. You ever watch Rocky Five? That's the reason with Tommy Gunn. They didn't like it because Tommy Gunn wasn't himself. He changed and started, like, moving this, then the third with the bull. And it was like, nigga, you ain't Rocky. Like, Rocky, like, when Rocky was super up, Rocky fighting under the L. Nigga, right. Rocky is Rocky. You ain't that. And sometimes you just got to be yourself and just wait. Ain't no doubt about sometimes it. you might have to play the weight game. But who you is is who you is. That shit going to show. Straight up, man. And, um, you know, the more I just talk to... More people that's um, in and around media, people that, you know, are leaders of industry, people that's just getting started, people that's somewhere in between or whatever. It really makes me um, just kind of realize, like, yo, we are in a real privileged position, man. And our level of support is serious. You know what I'm saying? And we got a ton. We got thousands upon thousands of people that engage with this content, share it, listen to it every single month. And I kind of realized like I was maybe suffering from like one percenter syndrome to a certain extent where it's like I because I I digest so much so much media. I'm not realizing that even though I'm digesting a lot of media, it's from the one percent of the industry. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at it like almost like from an envious standpoint, like, damn, we should be there. We need to do this better. Da, 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 da. Not realizing these are the 1% people. Yeah. And when you actually talk to people, people like Troy Millings from EYL, other people that own podcasts and stuff like that. And you really dig into these numbers and stuff like that. And you realize like, yo, we not that far off. No. Like, Man, we right there. Yeah, we right there. No. I, I dug deep into that shit because it started bothering me. I call, I call, like, yo, we, we, we are. Yeah, mm. we not that far off. Yeah, like, we, we right there. Like, Justin hit me the other day. It was the pie father. He was like, yo, more I'm thinking about this, like, we got an offer right now to move our hosting to another site or whatever, and they're going to do dynamic ad insertion on our whole catalog. And he's like, yo, the more I'm thinking about this, like, you, y'all might want to go to Lipson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I haven't even called him to flesh out the conversation or whatever. But it's like, and then when I talked to Chris from PodFest on Friday, he was like, yo, you are in position to where your next advertising integration is going to be huge. Mm -hmm. Like, it's going to be somebody that understands what the fuck you doing that matches up to your demographic because you know who your audience is. And they're going to really fucking pay you a lot of money. Yeah. Like, it's right there for you. You know what I mean? Um, he was like, you just need more exposure. He was like, and when y'all come, after y'all leave PodFest, you'll have all the exposure you need because I'm going to connect you with all these different people that are in a position to do promo swaps and this and this for y'all, and y'all going to blow the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's like, it's there. Because y'all base is already, like, a cult follower anyway. So, I say that to say... I appreciate y'all. Yeah. I love y'all. We say this all the time. Y'all are the best part of what we do because y'all can give your your time, energy, and attention completely to something else. True. And you don't. You don't. People go out of their way to, like, tell us how good this shit is. Like, I was at the joint the other night, the Kevin Hart Show. Motherfucker just randomly walking past me. I'm going down the steps. He's like, oh, fucks with the pie heavy, dog. I'm like, oh, appreciate it. Yeah. Like, just, you don't have to do that. Shit, because I spoke to a nigga the other night, nigga ain't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's just, 
That's just what it is. They like, gave you a, 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 a off look, a no look. I don't see nobody. You know what I'm saying? Head Who's shot, head? Yeah. Where, where's niggas where's niggas at? Where you at? I'm everywhere. <laughs> I'm s- <laughs> I hate y'all. <laughs> but, yeah, man, at the end of the day, I'm glad we came back to the show. Yeah. Because we both was the fuck over it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and just the way it's going, the way we're doing it, you know, I told you before, we've gotten this far with dedicating some time. We're trying to get it to where we can dedicate all the time because we'll have other things going on. That's the whole play of where we are. Yeah. Trying to get these other things established to where we can wake up and from the word go, this. Yeah. Because this is, we're sitting on something. I know yeah. that. I've realized that. And it's crazy. This thing has become so like omnipresent and um and evergreen because of just the constant Man, did nature. Did you get any pics today? He got okay. some. Because of the constant nature that we're we're promoting this thing and it just being like so prominent somebody hit me up today with like a notable artist and was like yo what y'all doing um so 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 i got this artist like they're gonna be in in and around philly and new york and this and this and this i can bring them through and this and this and this and you know what i mean like so people are starting to pass opportunities you know to us and I'll be honest with you, because like I don't lie to my audience. Some shit costs shit, so costs money. Some costs a little bit of money. Some costs a little bit more money. Some stuff makes sense. Some shit don't make sense. But mm-hmm. to even be thought of is good enough for me, because it's it's a thing where like people understand like y'all serious about this shit, and y'all are present in the moment of creationism and what y'all doing, mm-hmm. and it'll be dope to for me to introduce y'all to these other people that. I'm working with or whatever. Nah, that's you know real. What I'm like, it's real. It's, it's <clears throat> yeah. I didn't think we'd be in this position going into the new year where it's like we're literally one degree removed from so many different things. Every everything and everybody. It, it's just it's it's insane. You know, we got a play going on with a major network where it's like, you know, we could end up over there. We could end up doing this. You know, me and you have spoken back and forth about staying independent, you know, what that looks like, what it looks like going into a bigger situation. You know, would we take an exclusive content deal where we do radio and a podcast? You know, it's just, it's a lot of different things on the table and a lot of different things that we can get into. And it's a good position to be in because when you own your shit, you could do whatever you want with it. Do whatever the fuck you want. You could license it. You can fucking do it. And you could do an integration deal where it's like you keep majority ownership and sell off another half to a bigger media entity. Like you could fucking create a whole new thing or whatever and keep this thing what it is and let that maintain its own integrity. Like you could do a lot of different shit, man. So it's, um, it's, 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 it's a good feeling to be, recognized for something that you poured a lot of fucking effort, time, resources, and money to into and know like when I, whenever I'm talking to people that are in the know around this industry, they're like, nah, y'all got something like mm-hmm. this shit is about to happen for y'all. Yeah. No, that's real. Kind of needed to happen before the 27th. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Like, but no, no, that's real, though, man. We really appreciate the love, man, the support, everything. Ain't no doubt about it. Uh, you know, hopefully we can get that other John locked up this week for the uh, January situation. Yeah. Um, Outside of that, I got no complaints, man. I'm ready to uh get, get some more shit done. For sure. Holla back. Peace. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. 
Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba-ba.